You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Maniac, super quick intro because we've got a whole lot of podcasts to cover. Uh, this one ran really long, but it's great. It's really, really good. Seriously, listen to the whole thing. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about the toys of San Diego Comic-Con. I just want to mention, I just got back from seeing Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's fucking spectacular. Uh, I don't think it knocks Captain America out of my number one spot for favorite Marvel movies, but it's darn close, and it's one of the best movies I've seen in my life. It's epic. It's huge. Uh, it's adventure. It's comedy. Uh, to the point where I missed lines of the movie because the whole theater was laughing so loud. And not that anybody needs to be told this anymore, but be sure to stick around after the credits. I can't believe what I saw, uh, but I did see it, and holy shit. I, I kind of wish I'd had my camera out just so I had a picture to refer to of what I saw. Uh, but it was it was amazing, and there will be pictures up online after the weekend, I'm sure. But now it's time to dive into uh, the newest Needless Things podcast, of course, you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Stitcher, and you can find me at DragonCon. Big, big announcements to be made. I just don't have time to do them here. I, I will very quickly say that if you're in the Atlanta area, I will be appearing at the Red Light Cafe Tuesday, August 5th. Uh, doors open at 7.30, and the show starts at 8. Me and Miss Lady Flex of Flex are hosting a game show based around readings of slash fic uh, and erotic fan fiction. I guess those are the same thing, really, but that's what we're doing. And it's a dry run for what I'm doing at Dragon Con. So if you're in the Atlanta area and you don't have anything to do Tuesday night, uh, August 5th, come on out to the Red Light Cafe. It's 3 bucks, which is just to cover paying everybody that's helping out with the thing. Uh, we're, we're not making money off of this thing. We just want to have fun and let you guys have fun, which the point is the audience members are the ones doing the reading. Uh, we will have some special guests doing a little bit of uh, this and that, but it's going to be you guys that come out to watch the show. Everybody gets to participate. It's going to be a lot of fun. But now it's time for the podcast. I've got tons and tons of Dragon Con podcasts coming up so be sure and check needlessthingsite.com uh follow us on itunes and stitcher and lots of good stuff coming guys but for right now here's our comic-con stuff
It's that time of year again where we all gather around our computers and wish that we could be in San Diego with Comic-Con. Or maybe we don't wish that because it would cost a whole lot of fucking money. And Dragon Con is right around the corner. And that's the one that counts, right? That's right. Except, except in San Diego, that's where people get to see new toys, new movies, new television announcements, trailers, all kinds of crazy shit that... Fifteen whole minutes before we get to watch them on the internet. Yes. Well, not necessarily, though. I find that a lot of That's the trailers true. and stuff take a few days, if ever, to come out, especially if it's something run by Stephen Moffat. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's awesome, regardless, to watch Comic-Con even from afar, because we get to see all kinds of new stuff that will be happening over the next year or three. And uh, I'm... I'm happy to once again have my core crew of commentators here to talk about what happened at Comic-Con. Uh, mostly toys. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about some movie stuff, but uh, of course toys are the big thing here at Needless Things. And first I want to welcome my co-host, my constant, uh, my not right now right-hand man, I guess, <laughs> um, Mr. Hello. Bo Brown. Welcome to the podcast again. Glad to be here, Phantom. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm stoked you're here, especially with as much as you've got going on with, with Dragon Con and other things. But yeah. I, I know you can't resist an opportunity to talk about Masters of the Universe. You are correct. And uh, joining us for this conversation, uh, right now, the belligerent monkey, Jay Hornsby. Welcome back to the show, Jay. Uh, glad to be here, Phantom. Thank you very much. Uh, excited to hear what you have to say. Well, really about everything, because I know you've kind of limited your your collecting a little bit, but you you know what's going on with a bunch of lines, and we're going to talk about them from from the aliens and predator stuff, from NACA to Star Wars Black to you know there there were a lot of cool toy uh, reveals out there, and I think you kind of made up your mind about another line as well. Absolutely, absolutely cool. And uh, of course, Mr. Ryan Schweck, we would not do one of these without you. You are a toy master of of no lesser standing than myself you you follow everything quite frankly probably closer than i do uh and and you know about basically all the toy shit how's it going man oh it is going good tonight it's going really good tonight isn't it <laughs> it is i are you Jesus. are you going to be pro- are I- you going to be providing our beard noise for this episode <laughs> no, usually the belligerent monkey provides our beard. Hey, it was it was just the one time. It was, but it'll never go away. <laughs> nope. nope. Um, Although my beard is in and in style, so if I move my mic up and down, you may get some beard noise. Well, uh, let's let's try not to move any parts up and down. Uh, at least not until <laughs> at least not until we start talking about the uh, DC collectibles animated line because holy <laughs> shit. That thing kind of gives me a hard on. But, uh, no, I want to kick things off. Normally we start with Masters of the Universe with Bo, um, but I, I want to start with Hasbro this time because, one, they've got the biggest licenses of any of the companies we're going to discuss. They've got Star Wars. Um, they've got Marvel. They, they've got a lot of the big stuff that's going to be coming up next year. And they had... I. Th- Personally, I think Hasbro had a stronger showing this year than they've had in in a lot of previous years, mostly because, one, next year is going to be a huge year for Star Wars. Between Rebels and, uh, of, of course, the movie's picking back up. 
we have a lot of Star Wars stuff. And Marvel, stronger than it's ever been. Uh, Avengers 2 is on the way. Uh, lots of Marvel TV shows. And the Marvel Legends line is in a much better place than it's been probably in the past five years. So I, I feel like Hasbro this year was less of a, well, I hope we see this stuff than it has been recently. Uh, what this, I would say this is the first year from a toy company. I watched, they filmed their whole presentation and I watched the entire thing. Really? They put it out. Um, they said, here's our whole video. And I watched all of it from Rebels all the way through Black. I sat and watched the whole video just to see what was coming. Well, let me, and it was a great presentation. Let me tell you guys the, the one thing, because I, I've, you know, I still am a, a three and three quarter inch Star Wars guy. Uh, I'll pick up any black Boba Fett's that they make, but, or a six inch black Boba Fett's that they make. That sounded vaguely dirty. Um, and so what racist? Uh, yeah, it, it could, it was either dirty or <laughs> racist or both. Um, but I'm really excited about one thing and one thing only, and that's the new version of the Rebel Transport, which is now the Imperial Transport. Did you guys see this thing? It's a nice looking toy. I stopped plucking three and, you know, three fourths figures. Well, just, I don't even know that. I mean, I'm it, not going to lie. I still, I still pick up pieces here and there, but it got ridiculous. Yeah, I stopped with mine too. I think the last big purchase I did was the uh, the redo of the Adat a few years yeah. ago, the really big yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, and I guess they have the new. Is it a redo of the previous one or like a bigger version of the of the Millennium Falcon that's coming as a Walmart exclusive? Uh, that was one that kind of piqued my interest. It's bigger. That what? New it's wall- bigger than. Is that yes, there's a is. new one coming out that's bigger than the big Millennium Falcon? Yes, it's a two foot Walmart exclusive. Now the detail on it doesn't look as oh, good as that last I one. I know what you're talking about. This is the one that's that's kind of it's that large scale stuff like Jax is doing. It's yes. it's not. I don't think it even houses figures or anything. Isn't it just a big solid chunk of plastic? <sighs> oh gotcha. It's not even to scale right, with the figures. Right. It's just something not really it's just big. A big toy. ass Millennium Falcon, but it's not a playset like the the one that that uh, I've got. Yeah, I don't think it holds as much. It's got some openings, but it's a big Falcon. I think it's it's meant oh. to go along. With the the simplified lines that they're doing now, that only have the five points of articulation, and that like which I like. I'm not going to lie. I'm not collecting Correct. them, but I think it's great that they're doing really good looking figures, and they found a way to lower the price point so that kids can buy them again. Correct. Yeah, and for my kids, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what uh, the vehicles they showed three new vehicles from the Rebels TV show. Um, one of them is the Imperial Troop Transport, which is an updated version of the old Rebel Troop Transport that was, uh, I think it was a Sears exclusive. Uh, and then the ATDP, which is a very simplified ATST, uh, and, and it looks, it's got a very cool aesthetic to it, but it's also super cheap looking. And then, uh, the Phantom, which is a shuttle of some kind, and I think one of the main right. characters 
flies around in it. I, I don't know, but each of these does come with a figure, so that's cool. Uh, but I know you guys want to talk about the black stuff. Uh, tell me, tell me what they showed. They showed a lot. They showed some exclusives. They showed some Hoth stuff. What have we got from Star Wars Black? Yeah, they, uh, some of the big things they showed were, uh, a couple two packs, and that was, uh, both Hoth, uh, series with, uh, Hoth Han with the Tauntaun and a Hoth Luke with a Wampa. Uh, the Tauntaun, uh, Han can actually ride, and the Wampa uh, actually comes with a removable arm. Uh, they also showed Bosk. Um, see, Han is a uh, stormtrooper. Um, and then they showed a couple target exclus- exclusives with the Shadow uh, Squadron with the black stormtrooper and a black uh, speeder bike, which uh, both look pretty impressive. That's all in one box together, too, isn't it? It's a big black speeder bike with... Uh a biker scout and a stormtrooper, right? Right. Yeah, it's pretty nice. And then I, I don't think I saw a picture of it, but they definitely confirmed that there's going to be an emperor with a cloth uh, cloak as part of the upcoming line. How are they doing with yeah. the soft goods in that line? I think so far the only thing Leia is the only one that's had soft goods, right? No, they've done a couple of soft goods. Um, Obi Wan had a soft good. Whatever you want to call it, lower skirt, loincloth thing, loincloth, yeah, <laughs> a tunic, and it ended up okay. Um, they also showed a commander. It wasn't Cody, um, but oh, it, was yeah, a, yeah. it was a clone yellow trooper. Yeah, it was like the light greenish, yellowish mm-hmm. uh, clone trooper uh, figure. Yeah. So um, how have they been doing with the soft goods? Does it look good? Does it play well? It does. The Darth Maul soft goods worked really well as far as articulation goes um, with where they put his skirt also. The Obi-Wan didn't look as good, but it's okay. I mean, it, it works. It it keeps the articulation where you want it to be to where if they had done a rubber piece um, and they would have had to put cuts in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree with their choice there with that. Um, the Emperor, though, they're saying that, at least from what they said during the presentation, the Emperor is going to be a whole lot more soft goods. Um, Vader, when he comes out, is just going to have the under skirt will be soft mm-hmm. goods. So it won't be quite as much. But from what they said in the panel, the Emperor is a lot. Well, he, he um, has to be because otherwise, like, if you make his whole hooded robe deal plastic or vinyl or rubber or whatever, then you can't do anything with the articulation on the figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Darth Maul kind of had that with, you know, he had two options. He had the uh, full cloak um, or you can take it off and then, you know, have the uh, have him without it. But I kind of like the full full cloak because I think it just looks pretty badass yeah. even though it is kind of rubbery and it does limit uh, kind of the poses that he can yeah. do well and what I've read that I'm impressed they're doing they are moving into with Bosk has an articulated jaw that lets him open and close and Vader's going to be their first not Vader excuse me Jabba is their first one that's going to have this articulated jaw where you move him Jabba back and forth and the jaw opens and from what I've read and people that have seen it, it looks really good and it works. Um, which I'm curious to see 
we have it in hand. It's going to ship out shortly. Um, so I'm hoping it's a good, a good piece. I think Star Wars Black is, they're starting to test out variants and higher really, price figures and bigger and stuff. Wa- and, I think they're definitely testing the waters Walgreens, to see what's, what's going to happen. Walgreens exclusives. The Walgreens Toy Empire. <laughs> Which I totally, uh, I pre-ordered my white Boba Fett and I did too. Venom. I did too. I got yeah, both. I, why not, man? And uh, I'll get the Tyrion Lannister as soon as they make that available. Because yeah. that's the Tyrion I want is the the regular like non armored Tyrion because the you know the one Funko put out has the big suit the the armor chest plate and all that business and that's not Tyrion yeah. Tyrion is is yeah it's like five minutes of one right episode. exactly it's not, which uh, I understand them yeah. wanting to do the more action oriented version but I want the one just in his tunic and his regular gear so I'm I'm stoked about that coming out right I think black. I think they're trying to test the waters to see what people are going to buy right. and how much they're willing to spend. Well, and that's the speeder bike is a good way to do that because it's it's yeah. only slightly larger than a figure. I'm really mm-hmm. curious about the price point of that set because it's 40. It's 40, 40 bucks yeah, it's 40, for two figures 40 bucks for Java, and the speeder bike? 44. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it's 40. Wow. Um, that's fantastic. I'm really impressed by that. Well, it's forty for every for the two packs. Uh, it's forty for the just regular speeder bike. It's forty for Java. Uh, have they confirmed that the um, exclusive is forty with the extra figure? Yes, it's forty. Wow, there's that makes sense with- because it's uh, you know it's only a, a repaint. Right, and that's so. the thing is is if they're really clever, they can keep the prices down and not gouge you like some other companies would do with repaints. Uh, which guys, we're not even going to discuss Mattel's superpowers again, right? Bullshit. Let's discuss it now. No, let's wait till. Tell superpowers as much as the end. So, Star Wars Black had some good stuff, and I think the key thing here is that Hasbro is being smart. They're not oversaturating the market. They have a, a kind of a small batch of releases, but everything they showed was very cool. Well, yeah, and my only. I'm, go ahead. I I have a friend that's at the conference and who is in the industry or whatnot. And apparently Hasbro is without admitting all the way, but saying, okay, maybe we shouldn't have done this. That Slave Girl Leia was not the best idea. I feel like that's the only misstep they've made. Yes, apparently they have that in distribution because well, I, I know yeah. at my local targets, uh, all I see are that Slave Girl Leia and, and Greedo, Greedo, which maybe a Han, which Greedo, uh, and that's it. Greedo is a fantastic figure, but he's Greedo. Well, and the question is, why are they? That's their first two pack that they are reissuing that, is this Han and Greedo that was, that was purely a, a cost thing I'm sure they wanted to have something as an exclusive and so but they couldn't afford any tooling because <laughs> as anybody who follows Maddie Collector knows tooling is is billions of dollars per figure um, yeah. yeah apparently oh, yeah. it's impossible to, but, to do on a right, new figure right. unless uh, They've got it, uh, a contract for millions of units <laughs> right, sold already right. ahead of time. But, uh, I mean, I, I think it was, 
it was a good way because it's still early, very early in the line. I think it was a good way for them to do something neat without spending a shit ton of money on it. So they did the Cantina Showdown. It was two figures that already exist. Um, and, and you know, if you want to buy it and keep it in the box and stick it on the shelf, then fine. You know, you've got it. And they managed to do something without spending any extra money. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, as far as stuff... Now, granted, they're not repainted or anything, but the exclusive that I thought was the coolest thing of San Diego Comic-Con was the Pacific Rim exclusive that NACA did. Uh, they, oh, they oh, did yeah. the three, um, the, the three Jaegers that were already existing, uh-huh. but they just painted them a glossy black and called it the, the closing credits three pack. And it's 60 bucks. It didn't cost them a dime extra to tool these figures. They just repainted them and threw them in a box together. And it's a fucking awesome exclusive, but it's all, that's all it is, is three existing figures in a box. Uh, and that, that's the kind of stuff I like as, ex- as exclusives. It's stuff that you don't have to have, but is a cool, like, mm-hmm. variant or, or specific scene or something like that. So I, I, I think Hasbro did a good thing with doing Han and Greedo in a pack like that. Right. Well, and that's where I think they're doing the exclusive that Shadow Trooper Jay said. I mean, that Shadow Trooper is basically a, Biker scout. Yeah, they'll, I mean, just painted black. Yeah, we already know. We already know they've got the speeder bike and the biker scout coming out. The stormtrooper already mm-hmm. exists. They've got, you know, these are all things that they're just repainting and giving the target as an exclusive. And but it's a badass exclusive because it's it's yep. something that's from the expanded universe, which is actually kind of weird that they're doing anything from the old expanded universe. But you know, it's a black repaint. Black repaints are awesome. That's just a fact, right. and that's not racist. Damn it! Um, so now, did you did you see the Walker from Rebels? Yeah, that's the uh, the ATDP. Is that, Is that the, the two legged Walker? That's kind of like the ATST. Yeah, it's uh it's a cool looking. A sense for all terrain double penetration. Yes, right? sir, that's, it does. Yeah, At least yeah. here it does. That's what I um, <laughs> it looks very cool. The only thing I don't like is the the legs. Or that hollowed out, shitty looking legs. Right. Uh, or you look at it from the side. Right. You just see the squares, you, yeah, basically. Exactly. You see the inside and you see the casting and the support of the legs. But it's a really cool vehicle. Um, and I, I always love when they do kind of uh, uh, the the prototype versions of existing vehicles, which is basically what this is. It's it's the precursor to the ATST. Um, mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I'll probably end up getting one depending on the price point. And I would imagine they're going to keep it at twenty bucks or less for all of all three of these vehicles. It looks like it. Um, and anything they presented throughout the whole con for Rebels seemed on point. Like Rebels, I was well, I was at Disney in May. And Rebels is the big part. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And you're where you want, like, when we were in Hollywood Studios, you constantly saw Rebels videos. They're really pushing Rebels. Well, it starts, the, it starts this fall, doesn't it? It does. So, I mean, that's and the next thing. The, the you know, Episode 7 is not the next thing. Rebels is the next thing. Yeah. So, 
you know, I'm... And I think they nailed it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. everything they're showing for Rebels is amazing. Well, and what's great about it is it has the, you know, they it's basically everything that they learned from doing the Clone Wars cartoon, Mm -hmm. and they're moving it to be relevant to the original trilogy. So that that's right. and it's the interesting part of Star Wars, not the boring part of yes, Star Wars. Yes, exactly. Which Disney already let's go ahead and give Disney kudos for recognizing that the original trilogy is where it's at. I'm yeah. not one of those guys that hates the prequels. Um, I dig certain things about the prequels, and I also recognize that there's certain things that suck about the prequels. But I don't hate them by any means. But. Kudos to Disney for understanding that the original trilogy is where the magic is. Right. I think Disney buying Star Wars, or however you want to say, acquiring Star Wars, I think it's the best thing that's happened to Star Wars. So fucking lootly. And well, do you um, think? Do you think that the some of the lessons that that Disney has learned with Marvel, as well, you know that they're. Like, let's put the people who know what the property is in charge of the property. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's, it's definitely a a good thing that I think, uh, from seeing Marvel and the success Marvel's had with, uh, like you said, bringing the people that actually are the creators and putting them in charge of it. You know, the, the comics were uh, successful for a reason. And so the people behind that. Well, I mean, I'm specifically talking the success of the Marvel movies. Right. You know, and saying like, let's not, let some producer be like, well, there should be a giant spider. Superman should fight a giant spider kind of crap. Get, you know, get into the movies and, and, and the, the stumbles that Warner brothers has had, you know, that, that Disney's looking at their star Wars property and being like, okay, just because it's Batman doesn't mean people are going to go and pay the, you know, right, right. We can't just rely well, on the fact that it's, it's called Star Wars. It's let the creators create, not, you know, it's yeah. not the, uh, the pin pushers, That's- uh, Dictating well, the movie, it should be the creators actually coming up with the ideas and implementing a great uh, that's idea. That's a very good point, Bo. Um, that Marvel, you know, Disney's ownership of Marvel has almost been kind of like a test run for what they're going to do with Star Wars. Yeah, and and for the most part, it seems like they're letting Marvel Studios. It's a very hands off. Like you guys know what you're talking. It's the opposite of the Warner Brothers right, approach. Right. You know, it's the way that Warner, if, if Warner Brothers would just let the way they approach their animation department approach their movies. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so we, if, it's crazy if we let the people who are passionate about the product, uh, passionate about the, the, the property and, and let them, because those people exist who are successful film industry let me, people. Let me, all right, let you me know. throw something out there that's going to break everybody's heart. And there's really no reason for me to even say this, but it's just this concept. Imagine a a parallel universe where Dwayne McDuffie is still alive and he is in the same position with DC that Joss Whedon is in with Marvel. Man. Can you fucking imagine that? That would be, that would be the best thing that could happen to Warner Brothers. I, yeah. yeah, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think Warner Brothers is ever going to. No, no. I really they, don't. You're right. Uh, no, now they have Zach's uh, Snyder. But you're. But no. have, have you seen the that's footage? not gonna, sl- slow motion scenes of people crashing through windows is not going to fix your Having movie. Said that though, um, let's take a little break here. I think I think Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman costume looks fucking fantastic. 
And it looks. I won't argue with that. And it looks great. But have you seen the footage that they showed? All, all I saw mm-hmm. was the leaked thing of Batman wearing the armor straight fucking out of Dark Knight Returns, turning on the bat signal, and showing uh, Superman with his red eyes up in the sky. I, and you know, I'll tell that. you right now, I dug, I dug Man of Steel. I fucking hated everything that had to do with Kevin Costner. But I liked Man uh, of Steel, man. You don't, I didn't. Did you not? I did not hate that. I, I'm kind of with you, Phantom. I, I liked 75% right. of it, but I hated, I hated the ending. I hated the, uh, everything to do with Kevin Costner, but stuff in between, I thought, uh, I hated the color good. palette. No, it looked terrible. It was, it was yeah. gray. It was a Superman in a gray what? movie fighting gray stuff. But I thought, on a gray I background. Henry Cavill was a fantastic Superman. Now, I'll, I'll give well, you that. No, I thought he was he's great. He's And, but. He's fine. I, I don't have a problem with him. They have not earned, and this is a weird, you know, if you're going to reboot a universe, that's fine. And I think the the universe did need rebooted. But you have not gotten to the point where you can show, you're going to show me a Batman that we have never seen before in that uniform fighting Superman. We don't have the background for on that yet. On the one hand, I agree with you on that. You haven't earned it yet. On the one hand, I agree with you on that. On the other hand, if it fucking moves things forward, I'll deal with it. Everybody knows who Batman is, and you know what? That's my problem with comic book movies, is we have to do the origins over and over and over again. We don't need another Batman origin story. We fucking know who Batman is. Throw him into that Superman movie. Let him, in two lines, let him say... I'm Batman, and I don't fucking like what you're doing with the human race. I'm going to kick your ass. And wear that armor that we saw in that little shitty quality trailer that got leaked, which I'll tell you right now, I'm when I first read Dark Knight Returns, I was a teenager. And Dark Knight Returns is very much geared to appeal to teenagers. It's violent, and it's moody Batman, and it's it's... I'm angry Batman, and I'm going to beat up happy Superman. And in retrospect, I don't appreciate it as much as I did when I first read it. But seeing Ben Affleck wearing the exact fucking armor from Dark Knight Returns was awesome. Oh, yeah. It's great. But my question is, like, all right, say you're, you know, Joe Smith that has only seen the Nolan Batman movies. Sure. You've only seen the Burton sure. movies. So now you're expected to believe that Batman, no matter what he's wearing, is going to take on Superman well, the, without any, like, previous, here's the like... Thing, though. Awesome. You have a... Here's the thing, though. Cool suit. Even but, average Joe, through the course of the Batman movies has been trained to believe that Batman overcomes everything. Except Bane. <laughs> because he, if he can't fight Bane, who just p- kicks the shit out of him all over the place, and he throws some, like, pop and snaps at him, and since that doesn't work, I guess none of the other multi-million dollar gadgets my the worst utility belt fight. work. How the fuck is he going to fight that's Superman? That's the worst fight in the history of cinema. 
I'm oh, not going to disagree with you there. And I my my views on got fucking my views on the Nolan Batman movie are widely publicized. If you go to needlessthingsite.com or if you follow El Phantasmus on Facebook, you know how I feel about the Nolan Batman. But movies. but but that Batman, that Batman is not going to be the Batman who can beat Superman, who plans You're right. ahead. You're right. Who who doesn't who doesn't get into a fucking fist fight with the guy who is clearly his physical right. superior, you know? But and I'm not sure in a movie they can ever show that Batman. I don't know if I'll, as far as a movie goes, I don't know if they can ever show a Batman they can go toe to toe with Superman. Point, you can if you, if you show Batman as the world's greatest detective, Batman as the I don't smarter, know. the smarter Batman. Then they, I think you can, but you can't get it. All the technology in the world is not going to let you get into a fist fight with Superman the point, and the win. The point is, it's the planning. The point is, we don't know how they're going to approach any of this yet. Zack Snyder is, to a certain degree, I, to me, he's almost like the successor to Michael Bay. Except that he genuinely loves the genre stuff that he is creating. Uh, well, no, I think that he, they're they're both visual yes. storytellers, but but I think that that Snyder has a much clearer visual style. His style is more beautiful, I think, I than Bay's, and you can actually tell what's going on in and, the frame. You know, it's very and, specific with the focus and everything. Whereas Bay, it's just shits going all over the place, and everything's and lots everything's of explosions and reuse lots of, of shots. explosions. Everything's in focus. But Snyder has a way of of I think really he's just a better filmmaker yes. visually of, of of showing us what's important in the scene and what we're supposed to be paying attention to with all the beautiful special effects going on and not just big crazy special well, effects. Well, Snyder going has on. a way of working humanity into what he's doing. Whether that is always successful or not, you can watch Sucker Punch, right. and we'll have a discussion about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, thank you. I like Sucker Punch. Oh, oh no. It's awful. If I had too. an eject I... button, you would be ejected. Oh, my. All right. <laughs> We've got to move on, though. We're still we're yeah. still talking about Hasbro. Um we, we are, are still talking about Hasbro, <laughs> believe it or not, even though we've gone in way off right. course into DC's movies, uh, we need to talk about Marvel Legends. God, right. they did so Dude, good. Marvel Legends gave me a fucking hard on, and, and a lot of what San Diego Comic-Con had to offer this year got me really, really excited. I, I saw very little that, that I thought was negative. Marvel Legends, holy shit, guys. Agent Coulson, finally! Yeah, I can't wait. Finally! Finally. Agent Coulson, yeah, how do you overlook fucking Clark Gregg for as long as they have? And not only do we get Agent Coulson with sunglasses head, but we get Agent Coulson with non-sunglasses head that actually looks just fucking like Clark Gregg. And Sam Jackson is uh, well, they've Nick done Fury that, and they, uh, Mariah. They've done that. Sam Jackson is Nick Fury, but yeah. this is a 100% new sculpt that doesn't use that same fucking trench coat that Hasbro's been using for every guy that's ever worn a trench coat ever. Like, if, if yeah, you well, collect Marvel Legends <laughs> religiously, you have a literal trench coat mafia of action figures I, that use that blade, 
Punisher, uh, two different Nick Furies. That trench coat's been used over and over and over again. And this movie, Nick Fury, has a new trench coat. Hallelujah. Well, and <laughs> surprise, finally, Marvel Legends has their suit body. Yes. Like, Mattel. Loves I look their forward suit body. to we a th- eight thousand. I look suit forward bodies. to a thousand different Marvel Legends suit bodies. Yeah, I, Marvel Legends. They killed. Yes, it. they did. And Tell us about Marvel Legends. To, Preach it, Brother Sweat. I was trying. God, Marvel Legends. I realized the other day I've been now collecting Marvel Legends for fourteen years. That's insane, and they have not put out a Thanos. I mean, That's Thanos is like ridiculous. A, it's insane. It's major villains, and they've never done it. Um, and not only that, I mean, we're seeing and the weird thing about the Thanos. My one nitpick. I mean, it's not huge. Well, it is kind of huge. I don't collect the movie Marvel Legends. It's just something I chose to stay out of movies. And the more I look at it, that is a movie is it? Thanos. Absolutely. If, yeah, the more I, agree. I look When I at saw it, him, I, I yeah. thought so too. I was like, oh, so that's what he's going to look like in the movie. That was my yep. first thought. Yeah. It. See, the movie ones have been really nice. Looks awesome. Right. I, I've and, gotten the Avengers and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, some of the Captain Americas. Uh, so... It, this is going to fit in just fine with my stuff, so I, yeah. I'm excited for it. The wave he comes out in is what? It's Maria Hill and Coulson, Coulson and another Spider Woman, which, I mean, I didn't think Spider Woman needed an update, but she yeah, looks Yeah, it's a right. great-looking figure, What's but what's important is that this Scarlet Witch, now granted her face is still a little iffy, but it's comic book Scarlet Witch, and she looks like a thousand percent better than that shit Scarlet Witch that Toy Biz did. I don't mind my Scarlet Witch. I mean, her she's face fine. looks like it was mashed, like in a weird. It was pretty yeah. bad. It, it, it was yeah. pretty much widely known as the worst Marvel Legends for a. But she's not time. part of that wave. Scarlet Witch is part of the. Oh, Odin you're right. She, all right, let me. I want. I've got to make comment about this. Okay, so Marvel Legends, we know have been kind of iffy with their alternate version figures. Like they did pile driver and thunderball. Um, they did, it was supposed to be punisher and blade and we never saw blade and it was supposed to be Moonstar and some alternate figure of her. Like Hasbro has been really fucking bad about distribution on the alternates, like to the point where they've not even come out. So there's now an alternate build a figure one version, well, and the last alternate build a figure was Arnim Zola. That one right. version had uh, the Arnim Zola face in the torso, and one version had the red skull face in the torso. And for for fucking weird reasons, I ended up with both of those, and I think I gave them to one of you guys. Yeah, I ended up with both too. I, I don't know. Uh, I can't remember skull? what figure it came with. Not me. I don't really. I don't. Maybe I've still got it. Yeah. Anyway, that happened. Yeah, I ended up with both because whatever figures I was looking was for, Madam, uh, one had, came with one, Madam one Viper, came with the other. I think it may have been the uh, the wrecking crew. Yeah, um, that's what it was. And now they've got to build a figure that is is uh, either Odin, which looks fantastic, or King Thor, which unless it's that one. 
uh, miniseries that Simone Bianchi did the illustration for. I can't remember what it was called. It was a Thor where Thor was the king of Asgard. It was fucking great. It was the most heavy metal comic I've ever read in my life. Um, I think it was just called Thor King of Asgard or something like that. Uh, yes. So is that the King Thor? But I don't remember him having an eye patch. I was it was it the Thor from the three the the three Thors story where where there was like young it was three different Thors pulled from time to go fight this god oh, killer maybe it guy. Was. I don't know. I haven't read that. No, it's not that. Oh, really? It's, okay. it's Lord Thor. And what they're saying is it's a different headpiece, a different cape, and different Well, yeah, arms. looking at, because I'm so, looking at the Odin figure right now, which, by the way, I meant to do this at the head of the podcast, and I totally forgot uh, because I might have had a little too much uh, Valhalla ale. But I want to mention, if you guys aren't following Action Figure Attack, that's all one word, Action figure attack on Instagram. Best San Diego Comic-Con pictures you yeah. could possibly fucking find. Uh, also, check out toynewsy.com, T-O-Y-N-E-W-S-I.com, and Cool Toy Review. Uh, the great, great pictures there. Jay, Bo, Ryan, have you guys got sources for where you've been finding your information in your pictures? The Fush, I don't the know how Fush, you say that. Yeah, they have a ton of great photos and uh, I, from a bunch of different uh, lines. I got most of mine just directly from Mattel. Um, I was I, I used to follow uh, the the Great Rebellion yeah, podcast yeah. people. Um, but actually their coverage was, their coverage of the actual panel was, was slow. And I found other people who were faster. And then there's a guy named Alex Jimenez, uh, who's an artist for Mattel and designed the, I think he designed the new adventure Shira. And I, and I want to say he, and, and I, I might be wrong, but I, he also designed Lighthouse. Oh, nice. Wow. And did, wow. did some other stuff. And I think he may have, I think he wrote the new, designed the newest mini, wrote, or drew the newest mini Oh, very cool. And he's he's being wow. really cool, showing stuff, and um, he he has a, a definite a, a passion for the property. And so material. yeah, if you guys want to follow along uh, and look at some awesome pictures as you listen to this, check those sources out. Uh, but I, honestly, action figure attack on Instagram is fucking amazing. Uh, mainly because he gets really good close up pictures, and he covered all of the stuff that I care about. And that's another point I want to make. There was so much more at Comic-Con than what we're going to discuss here right now. Uh, we're just going to talk about the stuff that we're interested in, but there's tons and tons of other stuff that you can check out on these websites that we're not even going to talk about tonight because we just don't have the time because you guys don't want to listen to a six-hour podcast. Marvelous News does a great job yeah. with all the just... Straight yeah, Marvelous News is a branch of Toy Newsy. Uh, Marv's News and Jedi Insider are both part of Toy News International. Um, they they specifically cover Marvel and Star Wars, mm -hmm. yep. and they have great pictures. Marvel Toy News now, is pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, now, what do you this Thor though? That's part of the Odin slash King Thor line. 
his body looks really awesome. His face, his face looks like they squished Modok into a Thor <laughs> helmet. Yeah, it's fucking awful. What's up with that? <laughs> My hope is that he doesn't come with the build a figure. If they right, right, I imagine I don't think he's going to because what we've seen with the last couple of waves, as far as Marvel Legends goes, is and I totally appreciate this, and I think they're looking as far as the collectors. It seems like they're keeping collectors in mind because the Marvel, the what, the Wolverine wave. The, right, right. Um, what was that last, uh, the... Who, it seems like whoever the most, like, generic, off-repeated character yep. is, is not coming with a Build-A-Figure part, which is really fucking cool of Hasbro to Yeah. Do. Yeah, I don't need my fifth or sixth Thor, uh, right, just to right. get the, the new Build-A-Figure. Yeah. Now, so that, that Build-A-Figure, um, you're gonna have alternates of King Thor, or of Odin, and then they also announced a Magic, which I'm very excited about because Magic is one of my favorite characters in all of yeah, Marvel. Me too. Uh, they showed us Machine Man, which looks really which nice. Looks especially great. with the great uh, extended hand. Yes, interchangeable extended arms. Miss Marvel with two different heads. Um, now, well, Cap- Captain Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. Right, right. Uh, and then another century. Do we need another nope. century? No. no. I've gotten two, I think. Well, you know, I think they did that because the Walmart wave of Marvel Legends, which was, is now, what, eight, nine years old? Well, yeah, which was Captain Britain, which I still don't have Captain mm-hmm. Britain, which was, uh, Carol Danvers, uh, as, as Miss Marvel, which I still don't have. But we'll address that in a second. Yeah, I I think they did that because that Walmart wave was hard to find. I mean, me and yeah, Jay got lucky. We were on vacation in Florida and randomly were at a Walmart and found that whole wave in box and so yeah. got them all. Yeah, it was sitting in the middle of the aisle in box. We opened the box and got nice. the entire wave. Uh, yeah, apparently that century was from a canceled uh, wave in 2013, and that's why they're fitting it into this one. I felt like I'd seen that before. I think they originally showed it with that Jamie Madrix figure. Yeah, maybe where, so. Where is that? I right, where's Jamie Madrix? One of my favorite fucking Marvel characters. Come on, people. Just because Peter David writes it doesn't mean you shouldn't make a yeah. figure of it. And we saw, who else? Who else is that? Machine Man, Scarlet Witch, Captain Marvel. Um, a new Iron Fist. I'm not sure we needed a new Iron Fist, but the hands look good. That seems to be... Dude, I... Okay. Yeah, I will say this. They've already... They've already done two Iron Fists, but the new Iron Fist comic is so fucking good by Kare Andrews. That that comic is amazing. And I will say just based on how good that comic is, I'll take a new Iron Fist. Uh, And then they've got the three-pack that addresses the uh, Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel issue. Uh, We get Radioactive Man. But then we get some weird, like, ultimate Captain America that isn't quite ultimate Captain America. It's bullshit. I mean... It, it kind of is, yeah. Well, uh, and I I'll think be it's... be passing on that one. They seem to... 
B trying to figure out how to get some figures out to collectors, which I appreciate. Right. They announced that um, Bulldozer, who was supposed to be a running change, I can't remember which other Wrecking Crew. Well, the final the final member of the Wrecking right. Crew. Right, and they... Because they've done Wrecker, they've done mm-hmm. Thunderball, uh, they've done Piledriver, Bulldozer's last... So they one. said Bulldozer should have been in Wave 1 of the Avengers Wave, but he sure. couldn't fit in... With a build a figure part for Odin. Oh I mean, God. they straight up said it, and then they followed that up with though, he could end up being a build a figure for a future wave. Uh, oh no, right. no! And, yeah. and I mean, I get it. I mean, bulldozer. If you have any of the bigger figures that are part of the Wrecking Crew, they are huge. I mean. Yeah, they are really large figures. I mean, they, they, plastic. Yeah, but surely yeah. you can fit a head or something in there for the build a figure to make it work. I mean, it it, yeah. it worked for all for the other three that they released as a regular figure. Why all of a sudden does it not work for you know the the final piece? Well, yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Oh, can you want more? Uh, really for Marvel Legends? What's that for Marvel? Legends? Well, yeah, I was going to mention the Spider Man Marvel. Well, Legends. before we even get to Spider Man, I. Love that they announced there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy box set with. Oh no, I haven't. Oh, seen have this. you not this seen this? Yeah. Me. No, no. What do they got? There's going to be a Marvel Legends box set of comics versions of Star Lord, Drax, Gamora, Groot, um, and who else did they say? I think it's. Oh, it's going to be. It's gonna be Rocket. Yeah, or, yeah it's Rocket. And well, Rocket. They just recently did as a build a figure, a yeah. comic sack. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting because if you look at the AIM agent that's already released, that AIM agent's body is a Guardian's. It's Star Lord. It's Star Lord's body, and they've shown a painted Star Lord well, with that same that's body. That's the one that's in the exclusive. Five pack with Guardian and all them that they released it. Okay. Um, but they're hey, saying speaking that. Of, speaking of Modoc and Aim Agents, real quick, did you guys see that the winner of the San Diego Masquerade costume contest was Modoc and two Aim Agents? Really? Yeah, it's, they look great. It's it's this it's I don't even know. I think it's a giant Modoc like rolling sort of costume with two people inside. Oh my god. So there's like what, cause it's so big that there's one person on one side that is the live arm and leg sticking out of one side. And I think another person sitting next to that person inside with their live arm and leg sticking out on, on the other wow. side. And then two live aim agents who, who look great. I mean, the, the best aim agent costume I've ever seen who sort of, and he's in like the, the float that he's sort of on, um, sure. is like a cloud of dust. That moves across the ground, so everything's solid, and it's it's basically it looks wow. like a big plastic, con, you know, big plastic thing that that two people's arms and legs are sticking out of and waving around. Um, yeah, take take a look; it looks really good. Nice. If you get a if you get a link or I a don't, website, I don't. sorry. <laughs> Damn it! I, it, it just came through my Facebook. You're lying. Feed. It came through my Facebook feed. It was it was good good stuff. Um, but they're um, saying that the. Uh, those guardian figures are annihilation specific. So they're going to wear, oh, really? yeah, it's an annihilation wave five pack. Um, it's okay. going to be an exclusive. They haven't announced where yet. Uh, 
I hope it's not Comic Con. No, 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 because then no, you'll no. never get. Yeah, because they, I think they basically recognize that. Yeah, hey, we put Star Lord out in our exclusive. Here's this five pack. It's going to be a right, store right. somewhere. But what I thought was interesting too is they said that Nova. They specifically brought up Nova, and said he is one of our best selling figures we've ever had. Really? And the Galaxy, the Guardian, or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy figures are so well selling. They're going to do a second wave of cosmic figures. That's amazing because I, I, I don't think, well, I was really shocked when I saw the second wave of Spider-Man Marvel Legends Infinite because I didn't expect that. I felt like it was, they were probably going to tie the, uh, the Platinum series or whatever they're calling them, the Marvel Legends. I thought they would, we would get one wave per movie, which is fine. But they showed a second wave of Spider-Man, Marvel Legends, Infinite Platinum, or whatever the fuck they are, uh, which had a great-looking Spider-Girl, a Hobgoblin, and then yet another Spider-Man. But he's got, like, 20 different hands right. and heads and whatever. Uh, and 2009. I was shocked to see that. Apparently, that stuff has sold really well, which is great to know because, you know, if you go to a Target or whatever, you'll see a ton of of uh superior spider-man and and you'll see a ton of leftovers from the captain america and spider-man waves so apparently the other figures sold well enough for them justify secondary waves which is fine by me i mean i i want to see marvel legends go on as long as it can until they get to actually be 25 dollars a piece at which point i will no longer be able to afford them well and they're they're pushing out i I think it's interesting they have now said, like, all right, X-Men, they aren't going to put any more X-Men figures out for Marvel Legends until well. 2016. <laughs> right. And that's, said it. They were like, hey, 2016, you'll see more. And that's because Marvel is fucking pissed that Fox yeah. has the X-Men. But that's a whole other podcast, and we need to move on now to Mattel. Yeah. Right. We've got to move hey, on hey, to Mattel. No, I don't want to hear that talk. Because, <laughs> one, Mattel fucking owned Comic-Con with their Masters of the Universe Classics releases. And that's just a fact. The most exciting toys that I saw, and I want to let you guys know where I'm coming from with this. You I lost faith. That I w- you were off, you were I off did. path. I was off You the were path. out in the woods. I thought... <laughs> I thought there was no fucking way I was going to subscribe again in 2015 to Masters of the Universe Classics Club Eternia. I didn't think it was going to happen. But it's good. what Mattel showed at Comic-Con was so incredible that I have, as, as we have spoken now, uh, right before this podcast, as a matter of fact, I went in and I resubscribed because I could not resist what they showed. It was ridiculous. And of course, as we all know, Mr. Bo Brown, you have got the best information on the Masters Universe stuff. Uh, but before you start, I want to mention that I really respect what they've done with the minifigures. They made the best decision they could have made with the minifigures. Yes, they did. I'm in. Um, I'm getting them. Now that I can yeah. buy them all, 
I'm oh yeah, it's, that's it's, this that's is, a fucking endorsement right there yeah. because Ryan has never collected any of the Masters of the Universe stuff, or, or not at least not the stuff you know the new Masters of the Universe classics stuff. Um, Mattel has decided that they're all in on the minis, which if you don't know, they're the smaller scale uh, PVC style figures. They're they're uh, they're minimally articulated, but there's a small collector style, like almost like vinyl figures that other companies do. And they've offered so far, we've gotten three two packs this year. There are three more. There was, to come. Well, there was the, the last year, San Diego exclusive that was He-Man and Skeletor. Yes. And they, they were, were larger they were, scale. And they were the original scale for what the minis line was going to be. Right. But then and they Mattel costed decided. it out. And they costed it out, and with the rising prices of plastic, they, they thought they just couldn't do it. So they shrank the scale down about half as tall and decided to add in these build a, build a fig, well, build a diorama, basically, pieces of making Castle Grayskull so that you weren't just getting two tiny little figures in each pack. Well, and what's smart about that is if you look at Hasbro's Superhero Squad, if you look at Mattel's DC Superhero, um, you know, their smaller scale figures that they've done. Now the mini masters are in scale with all of those. Whereas those comic con exclusive he-man and Skeletor that they did were larger and they didn't play with the other figures. Yeah. Now the line does. So not only is Mattel extending, um, not only is Mattel extending the line, but they're offering bundles where you can purchase the first, second, and third bundles that they've offered this year, all in one shot. You can purchase the fourth, fifth, and sixth bundles they've they're going to offer the rest of the year in one shot, and then you can also order all six bundles in one shot. And this is great and, because the shipping on those minis, because you couldn't, you weren't able to bundle them with your regular subscription. For, for just getting those two tiny little figures and a piece of the castle, the shipping was kind of out of control. On it was 10 bucks. Yeah, it was nuts for, for what you were getting. 10 bucks is the minimum shipping for any Mattel thing, Maddie collector yeah, thing. Yeah, it was, it was hard. It, it, you know, with as much money as I put into classics as it is as a completionist and as a, as a, as a, you know, line long subscriber, the, the extra cost of being into the minis basically for my son, because uh, he loves them, was just like, oh man, you're killing me with these things, you know? Um, because right. they because they don't ship together, so that's so this decision to be able to bundle multiple minis together in waves, and I think that as far like basically giving you a quarterly shipping option, like they do with the, right. the new subscription, right. which for these which aren't new figures, like they're not new characters per se, I think is a I'm much more interested in getting these bundled that, than I am doing quarterly shipping for my regular figs. Yeah, which I, I like getting every month in the mail. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And I, as much as I, I think Mattel made a good decision to do the quarterly shipping. These figures, a, a lot of the excitement about the Masters of the Universe classics is in the hype. And in the excitement of getting that new figure, mm -hmm. and you only—I worked it out, and it seems to me like you only save ten or fifteen bucks in doing the quarterly shipping, and getting that figure every month—it's worth to it. To me, is worth, worth the it. price yeah. difference. 
But for the minis, uh, you know, I'm saving all the minis up for my son because mm-hmm. I'm I'm being a giant mm-hmm. sucker. I'm ordering a set for myself and a set for my son cool. every every time they offer them. Uh, so for my son, we're saving those for Christmas. Cool. So to be able to do the big pack all at once, uh, makes total or sense, the big yeah. bundle all at once, right? Exactly. Well, and they're cheaper. I, they're, I mean, they're only twenty bot. They're only twenty dollars a piece, and they were right. more than twenty on their own. I think plus shipping. No, I think they were they were, were they twenty. At 20? Yeah. But when you added the shipping in, the like I said, the minimum shipping for anything from MattyCollector yeah, so is ten dollars. All right. Well, so let's jump so, into the let's jump yeah. into the. the the actual figure, like who let me are. ask y'all a question real fast sure. on the minis sure, for next sure. year, though. Yeah. Because 2015, you subscribe, and the sub bonus or however you want to, you know, the sub exclusive for next year is the diorama for Snake Mountain. Not, no, 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 for the minis, for the minis, for the minis, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the minis. But it's not, it's not an exclusive though. It's just if no, you, it's if the you exclusive. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the doing... site. It said the sub will include a sub exclusive mini diorama right. of Snake Mountain. It's, it's, you it's, only oh, really now I didn't. Catch you that. only get Snake Mountain if you subscribe to this new mini sub. That's interesting, and I'll tell you what. Honestly, I have no problem with that. Yeah, I'm so not the, one the of the Snake guys... Man diorama was was planned out just like the Grayskull one. Yeah, I'm and not one of the guys. So instead who's... of breaking it up, instead of breaking it up into pieces and including it with the the two packs, they're just making it the sub exclusive, which I think is great. Yeah, I have I have no problem with that. I have always felt that subscribers, like I have no problem with subscribers getting things that the cherry pickers do not get. Agreed. I feel like Mattel needs to do everything they can to generate subscriptions. Uh, it's the only way we're going to keep I, getting them. Exactly. Uh, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, for for if you want to get the minis, then that's great. But if you want Snake Mountain, you've got to subscribe. I have no issue with that at all. I think that's good business on Mattel's part, and they do. Don't get me wrong. I feel like Mattel does a lot of stuff that comes across as very shady. I feel like they do things that are. In the extremely gray areas between truth and and uh, and lies, but if you're going to straight out say, "Look, you have to subscribe if you want to get this specific thing," I have no issue with sales, that at all. Sales were bad on the minis. Um, Mattel came out. And, were they really? Yeah, sales I didn't were bad. Know that. Scott was like, "Hey, like I, a couple of months ago, you know, he he got online and was like, minis aren't selling well. What's up?" I think they did a little survey where you basically said why you weren't buying them. Um, and I, the overwhelming response was the shipping was out of control for what you were getting. Uh, I agree. It's, it's different when you're getting your, your figure figure, but for the tiny little two pack of figures, it was, it was, and that in fact you couldn't bundle it with your regular sub for shipping was out of control. And, and so this is the, this is the solution to that. And I think it's a decent solution. Yeah, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. And, Anything Mattel wants to do to enhance subscriptions mm-hmm. but still offer, you know, general product is fine with me. Um, and then Ryan threw up. You guys remember that podcast when Ryan threw up in the middle of it? I do totally remember that. And you know what? If you've if you've ever if you've ever been to Dragon Con 
with Ryan, you know he can fill a garbage can and then soldier on. <laughs> I, I'm so happy right now because this officially takes over. It's the drunkest person on the podcast. It totally so does. I, I have officially passed the baton. Thank you. Yeah, the, I'll tell you right now, the beard noise will never be brought up again. Yeah, beard noise is kind of small potatoes. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take uh, let's take a five minute break or five minute ish, and uh, we'll we'll come back and we'll do Masters Universe classics. Hey guys, I, I'm I've probably got about 15, 20 minutes into me uh, at most. I've got to go to bed here soon. Okay, it's all right. I just took a break and went and vomited. <laughs> no. All right, we discussed the mini-masters, and we gave you guys a little tease of Masters of the Universe and Mattel and Bo's domain, but now we've got to talk about NACA. It is time to address what is consistently one of the best toy-producing companies on the planet. Um, they had a good showing this year. I don't feel like they won with volume, but I feel like they won with quality, and I say this because the Best picture I saw out of Comic-Con, period, hands down, best picture, best video, best anything, was a picture of Guillermo del Toro with Nika's forthcoming Otachi figure. If you know Pacific Rim, you know that Otachi was the kaiju that started off as just one of the big monsters, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy fuck, that thing has wings, and it's carrying Gypsy Danger up into the sky, and then Gypsy Danger cuts it in half with its gigantic monster robot chainsaw. Otachi is coming, and the first announcement we got of it was a picture of Guillermo del Toro gently cradling the giant Otachi figure. I'm fucking stoked about that, but... NACA also, NACA, NICA, we have this debate every time. Nobody here knows how to pronounce it. National Entertainment Collectibles of America, or whatever they are. Um, they had some really cool fucking stuff this year, and it was all, like I said, it wasn't volume, it was quality. Uh, Jay, have you got kind of a rundown of what they did? Uh, you probably have something more than me. I, I was kind of uh, focused on just a couple lines. Um, like you said, last year it seemed like they announced, uh, everything, uh, you know, had so many different lines, so many different figures. Uh, for me personally, this year, the announcement of the Ripley figure for aliens, um, and the, uh, you know, some, some of the aliens and predator figures were some of my favorites, but Ripley was a big one because we haven't seen a movie, um, uh, accurate, uh, Ripley yet. So th that was pretty exciting. I loved yeah, we, how like sneaky and kind of like weird they were about the Ripley figure because they kept you would get like sneak shots. So like Nico would be like yeah, unpacking yeah. a box and they would kind of like put her out but not show her. Well, they showed Jonesy and then like they put her away. It was so weird. So you would have like somebody to be like, "Hey, I'm in San Diego." Look at this crazy back shot I got. It's obviously Ripley. And they wouldn't say anything about her until they were ready to release her. So they had been well, showing her for like two days. They've been really funny about the way they've revealed this figure because they showed Jones last year at Comic-Con. And then they showed an updated, uh, a different sculpt of J which Jones, Jonesy is the cat, Ripley's cat. They showed Jonesy last year at Comic-Con. They showed a different sculpt of Jonesy 
this year at uh, Toy Fair. And then finally we saw that we have two different Ripley figures coming, which I'm sure we're going to end up getting more in the future. But we have Ripley from Aliens uh, with her, you know, the the wild, or I'm sorry, from Alien uh, with the the flamethrower with a kind of Jonesy in repose. And the sculpt on this thing is amazing, which it should be because this is the first time ever that Sigourney Weaver has okayed her likeness for an action figure. Yeah. Uh, despite all of the different lines, uh, despite the aliens figures that we got from Kenner a long time ago, uh, that, that actually included a Ripley figure that did not sport her likeness. Um, this is the first time she has signed off on a, on a figure. So we've got Ripley from the end of Alien uh, in her suit with a flamethrower and everything. And then we've got her in the space suit uh, with an angry Jonesy. And they just look fantastic. And they've got this alongside the Dallas figure. And then, uh, which I cannot remember the guy's name, but the, the one that they showed at Toy Fair that had the, the face hugger melted into the, the face of the space suit. Um that you know they they that's solid stuff man if you're showing that how good does anything else you show need to be but they still had some surprises for us uh they had an eight inch the this is a new thing that a lot of toy companies are embracing is the kind of return to Mego style the clothed eight inch figures but with a lot more detail than we saw from Mego. and nika showed a snake pliskin that is absolutely amazing. Uh, they, they're doing kind of a Movie Maniacs style line. They've done Ash, they've done Freddy, they've done Jason, and now Snake Plissken is the one that they revealed at Comic-Con, and he looks awesome. Uh, they also showed, which this one really surprised me, uh, I've got the Michael Keaton as Batman quarter-scale figure that they did. It's mostly an ice figure, and they're doing a Danny DeVito as the penguin. That's a yeah, creepy looking toy, too. Creepiest fucking toy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's scary looking. Looks right, the, though. The video game yeah. version, or is it like a real version? No, this is the realistic Danny DeVito version, uh, quarter scale. And it, it just looks horrifying. It's that, you know, he's wearing his, his pajamas it's with the, the bite in the face like, off fishes penguin, yes, man. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. That was Tim Burton's um, Batman or Tim Burton's Penguin. Now, as far as video game stuff, mm -hmm. this was one of the most interesting things that that happened before Comic Con. Uh, you know, we know that NECA has the license to do the quarter scale Michael Keaton Batman, but they are releasing a seven inch scale version of the Michael Keaton Batman from the 1989 video game. Very similar to the Jason, the Jason video video yes. game Jason we had well, last year. Yeah. It's part of their video game line. I think it's they've cool. Freddy, they've Looks done cool. Jason. Yeah. They've done, and now they've done Batman. They did Robocop um, too, didn't they? Well, here's the thing. They did Robocop, and another huge announcement uh, that happened right before Comic-Con is they're doing a whole line of figures based on the Robocop versus Terminator game from 1992. Some of these are repaints of existing Robocop and Terminator figures 
that that they're doing same the same way that they're doing the video game line of of Batman, Freddy, Jason, whatever, where it's just a pre-existing figure that they're giving a crazy paint job to resemble the old eight bit video games. But they're doing a whole line of RoboCop versus Terminator figures. They've got a standard RoboCop, RoboCop on fire. They've got a Terminator T eight hundred exoskeleton that with a big giant cannon. That should be the name of the RoboCop, RoboCop on fire. I agree. 100%. It would be way better than the RoboCop remake, which was fucking terrible. Um, but, uh, Nika is going full force with this, these old school video game, uh, decos on figures, and I think that's, that's very cool that they're doing that. Uh, also, we have the continuation of the Planet of the Apes lines, both the modern Planet of the Apes and the classic Planet of the Apes. Uh, we saw the second series of Planet of the Apes, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes figures, which is Caesar and Kobe with, uh, human weapons, a shotgun and a machine gun, which is kind of predictable because they're basically just repaints of the exist- existing figures that we've seen, uh, with different head sculpts. But they're also doing the gorilla with two different heads and it looks fantastic. I'm very excited to see that. Uh, and they're continuing the classic Planet of the Apes line. They've got Dr. Zaius with a longer jacket that I think more people are familiar with, uh, General Ursus, and then an ape soldier with an M16, and also Dr. Zira, which is very cool. Uh, I'm glad to see these lines continuing. And I, I want to give everybody a tip, a quick Needless Things podcast tip. If you go to Walmart, you can get... All of the classic Planet of the Apes movies on Blu-ray for 20 bucks. It's a fucking crazy deal. If you look at the same set on Amazon, it's 50 bucks. Go to Walmart, look in their DVD section. It's very difficult to find anything in their home media section, but it's probably on an end cap or something. Uh, all of the classic Planet of the Apes movies with all the original special features and everything on Blu-ray, 20 bucks. Fucking great deal. Uh, we've been watching those lately, and it's very nice. Uh, the odd thing that Naka showed was an 8-inch retro-style figure, uh, the same as those uh, Ash figures and Snake Plissken figures that I was mentioning before. Uh, they're doing Charlton Heston, uh, which whatever his character's name was in Planet of the Apes. I can't remember right now. Uh, they're doing him in an 8-inch clothed figure, which they have not announced him as a figure to go in scale with the 7-inch scale classic Planet of the Apes. I don't know what's up with that. The figure looks great, but uh, uh, it's it's odd that they would announce a totally different line like that. Uh, and finally from NACA, uh, if, as if that wasn't all enough, we've got the Alien Queen, which we mentioned in our Toy Fair podcast, which had been announced, but we'd never seen any pictures of. Did you guys see the picture of this Alien Queen figure? That thing she looks amazing. great. It's fucking crazy. Uh, I've got the old McFarlane Alien Queen, and I can tell you that this one looks to be almost twice as big. Uh, easily could be considered part of NACA's uh, quarter-scale line, which explains the $95 price tag. But it's got alternate heads with extended jaws and closed jaws, and it's it's just crazy. It's 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 an enormous action figure. And if you find the pictures on toynewsy.com, uh, you'll see 
you know, those are seven inch figures of the colonial Marines that have come out so far. And this thing absolutely dwarfs them. It's, it's ridiculous. Was there anything that stood out to you guys about Nico's presentation? Uh, there are a couple other things I want to mention, but but was there anything that you guys saw that really stood out? For me, it was just another solid year. They always seem to um, bring it. I love their likenesses, uh, and every year they seem to announce a new uh, license that they've uh, acquired. But, uh, yeah, just another solid year all the way around for them. Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm really... I'm excited to see their classic Godzilla line. Uh, they announced a 1985 Godzilla. We already knew that we were getting the 1994 Godzilla, uh, which is the the more vicious looking one. The 1985 is kind of the in between point between the the original Godzilla and the 90s Godzilla. I, I really hope they get around to more creatures though. Uh, King Ghidorah, uh, Mothra, Rodan. Like, I, I hope they're going to be able to do those. I thought when they first announced the classic license, they said they would, but that remains to be seen. Uh, they also announced some more Pacific Rim stuff, uh, some more Jaegers that are from some of the expanded. <laughs> it's crazy to talk about Pacific Rim expanded universe, but that's essentially what they're drawing from at this point is the comic prequel to Pacific Rim. Very excited to see that stuff. I'm glad that line is doing well. Uh, what about they, the Predators? Were any of those you were excited about? I know well, you get more of those than I do. Here's the thing with the Predators. Uh, NECA does a very good job with them, and every once in a while they'll have a new color scheme or a variant that I think is very cool and I'm excited about, but they're all Predators. Um, right. Well, that's kind of where I've kind of stalled out. Like, I've gotten, you know, I've gotten the main yeah, how many Predators? How many I've predators the Batman fit have. in. Right, and, right. And, you know, that's I'm kind of kind of done with when, when, the Arnold license, I got a, few, a couple of him, but uh, kind of stalled out after that. Yeah, there are only so many Arnold Schwarzeneggers you need. Um, you know, they didn't get the license to do any of the other human characters. And at this point, they're drawing from the comic books and stuff, which is cool. But when you're on, you know, when you have to sit down and budget your action figure collecting, like I'm sure most people do, you've got to weigh a different color predator against something like Segway time DC collectibles, Batman animated figures. And let's move on to those because we're going to have to bid, uh, Jay, the belligerent monkey, which you can find his work at belligerentmonkey.com. Lovely artwork, amazing pop culture stuff. So go check that out. Uh, but we want to get Jay out of here, so let's real quickly talk about the stuff that DC Collectibles was showing from their Batman, the animated series, action figure line, none of which have released yet, but I would call them probably the most exciting action figures that were shown at Comic-Con this year. Uh, Jay, what, what, what got you going on these? Yeah, uh, these were one of the uh, lines that... You know, initially when I heard about it, it was like, I, I don't need another line to collect. It's another six inch, uh, figure. You know, I, I've, I've got a lot of these, uh, as, you know, three inches or, or so, you know, back, back in the day when they released them. Sure, sure. Uh, I've, I've got, I've got most of what they released from the Batman stuff. I never got into the Justice League, but I've got most of the Batman animated figures they did at the, you know, three, four inch scale. 
Right. Yeah, I, I got into the Justice League for a while, and I, I picked up uh, a number of them. I, I kind of stopped on that one. Um, similar to the Marvel Legends we were talking about, the three-pack problem where you, sure. you get uh, two figures you already have to get the one figure you want. Uh, there at the end, uh, they had a lot of problems where every three-pack you know, was two figures you already had plus the one figure you wanted, and it just wasn't worth it. So that's when I started uh, kind of scaling back. But man, these look good. Uh, like most people, I'm a huge fan of the Batman animated series and these new figures. I don't think you're, I don't think you're a comic book fan and not a fan of the animated series. Yeah, I mean, how can you not be? I'll go ahead and say that I think the DC animated universe, which, which to me includes Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series, and the Justice League cartoons, to me, that is the definitive DC canon, even over the comic books. Yeah, absolutely. That that, that by far that uh, for the longest time, uh, that was the one thing like they had over Marvel. Yes, like they by far they had the superior uh, animated uh, series, and I love the style. I love Bruce Tim. Um, you know, you it, it just it, it's a perfect. Uh, Take on the figures and uh, the, the or the char- a perfect take on the characters and the figures yeah. are a perfect take on those. Well, they uh, reinvent. I mean, anyway. the thing about that show is it rein it reinvented characters and then you know it was it was the first time a spinoff property reinvented characters that then those versions became the definitive versions of the characters in this original source material. Yeah, yeah. Well, what you it know? did is it is it took all of the most definitive qualities of each character and incorporated them into kind of one amalgam and made well, the even best made, version of that Even made that characters character. that weren't that interesting, like Mr. Freeze, the Mr. Freeze that we all know and love was invented on that show. Yes, The Mr. Absolutely. Freeze before, before Batman the Animated Series was nothing. Right. I mean, he was like a guy. He was Captain Cold. He was a guy with cold power, like yeah. cold powers. Yeah, the backstory they invented on the cartoon series that's become canon. That defines that's that how and, uh, and good yeah. it was. That's what's important to note is that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. The whole Nora Freeze thing uh, and and Heart that. of Ice yep. that came from Batman the Animated Series, just as Harley Quinn did. Yep. Yeah, Harley Quinn's uh, arguably one of the more, more popular DC characters. And uh, she didn't exist in the comics until yeah. the uh, the show. They, uh, that show changed the DC universe. Period. Yes. Period. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and so looking at the figures, uh, they, they are the perfect representation of that uh, uh, series. They look amazing. They come with accessories. Um, I mean, everything about them look, looks great. I, I was definitely on the fence uh, previously, but after seeing all the figures, seeing all the accessories, uh, again, I'm a sucker for a lot of the DC stuff, so I, I think I'm sold on these now. Well, and what's amazing about these is if you go to Toys R Us, um, you'll see that the Batman 66 figures from Mattel cost $22.99. Holy they, moly. They come with no accessories. Uh these figures from DC Collectibles, now you do have to get them from your local comic book shop, but I think you'll agree with me that a trip to your local comic book shop is not a bad thing. Twenty one ninety nine so far. 
and they come with multiple hands, multiple heads, multiple capes. Man Bat comes with two different sets of arms, one with his wings unfurled and one with the kind of regular arms. Robin comes with two, for, two different capes, multiple hands, multiple weapons, batarangs, um, his bat grapple. All uh, It's insane that Mattel produces these mass market figures that come with zero accessories, not even a fucking batarang. But then DC Collectibles is producing these gorgeous interpretations of the DC Animated Universe with their super articulated figures. Look at them. They're crazily articulated. And all of the accessories you could possibly want with each one of the figures. These are these are ultimate versions of each of these figures. Yeah. There will never be another Joker figure that is better than this Joker figure. This Same is this is this is what what Masters of the Universe Classics is to 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 the DC Correct. Batman property. Correct. Yeah. That's exactly it's the, it's the right. idealized perfect version of the figure you've always wanted, you know, yeah. Yes. It's it's well, everything you could want with each of the figures. I, I they really this is blowing my mind that this is even happening. Did you see the rocket? So during their presentations, they put out Roxy Rockets rocket and it was just sitting there. It's an unpainted prototype, but it was out. Uh, and uh, it was big old. I mean, it's wow. And see, that looks really good. That's amazing. Not you know, we're getting figures like Roxy Rocket. We're getting figures. One they showed a sculpt. It's it's a prototype of Baby Doll of all people from yeah, Baby Doll and Croc. Yes, Killer. Well, Killer Croc is kind of. I mean, you have to make a Killer Croc, but the fact that they showed Baby Doll threw a rock at him is amazing. <laughs> um, they've got a Batgirl prototype, and they showed Harley. They showed Ivy. I mean, they they really, to me, even though we've known these figures are coming because DC Collectibles works, you know, very closely with the direct market, and so they've been offering these figures through previews. We've known they were coming, but this was just as far as an overall presentation. I think this was the most powerful thing at Comic Con. And yeah. Jay, you this I mean this this turned you on. This changed your yeah, mind. Yeah, this totally yeah, sold me. Like I said, I was I was kinda on the fence before, but seeing the uh you know, ten figures or fifteen or so that they had laid out plus prototypes, uh and you kinda get a sense of the entire wave. Um it definitely kinda uh swung me the other way to where it's like, God damn it, I'm gonna have to get these, I think. Right, right. I, I will at least I will at least be I I d I don't collect any other figures but He Man. But I will I will be getting that Mr. Freeze. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, Jay, I know your time is limited. Is there anything else you want to touch on uh, before you dip out of here? Uh, just the Batman 66. We uh, briefly talked about it a second ago. Um, they did have a few announcements of that. Um, mostly, I guess, the uh, surf uh, options of the Joker. But they did show the new uh, Batgirl, which I was excited about. Uh, unfortunately, that will be in a three-pack uh, with Batman and Robin, two figures I already own uh. like twice, uh, depending on what you got uh, last year. Um, so that line, I was really excited about it last year. Uh, you know, once I got the figures, got everything, it kind of petered out a little bit. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, with the three-pack, I, I still may pick it up uh, and, you know, maybe give it to my daughter. 
Let me ask you this. If you if you knew then what you know now, would you have skipped the line entirely or perhaps collected the figures inc Mego style figures instead of the Mattel figures? Um, see, I, I'm not a big fan of the Mego style, so I think I still would have uh, collected the line as is. Okay. Um, the, the biggest disappointment for me was the two pack of the Batman and Robin, uh, climbing the wall. Uh, they look great in the box, but once you took them out of the box, uh, it was virtually impossible to pose them, uh, to where they actually were holding the rope. And stayed on the wall. Right, right. Um, and, and then the uh, the little wire pieces and the capes, uh, they just did not. They look terrible. You know, They're bulky. Yeah, they look terrible. And, and you know, the the idea was that even if you put them horizontally, that it would look like they were climbing the wall, and the capes would you know be at a ninety degree angle. Sure. Uh, but they they just did not do that. No, so it didn't work I, at all. Yeah, for me personally, I actually cut those out of the capes, um, <laughs> where they're just regular capes, and then put them in the uh, Batmobile that I ended up picking up. Nice, uh, which I liked. Um, so I, you know, I, I was excited about them, but um, you know, it, it didn't quite live up to my expectations. Um, I was I, I was looking forward to the Batgirl because I think she would fit in well, but uh, the fact that I have to buy, you know, two figures that are I already own, you know, doesn't bode sure. well, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, And they showed the, I forgot what they're calling it, but the deluxe Batman kit that comes with another Batman with a Adam West head. And oh, yeah, yeah. Comes with the Bat computer and the Shakespeare bust and the red phone and all that. And it's great, and it looks awesome, but I really think at this point it's kind of a little it's too a, little, too late. It's like, another Batman. It's not yeah. even. It's not even a Bruce Wayne. Like if it was a Bruce Wayne figure, and and strike me down for saying this, but if Mattel reused their fucking suit body once again and gave us a Bruce Wayne figure, that would be slightly better. But it's another fucking Batman. Yeah. Did uh, anyone else get the uh, Bat Tootsie uh, Comic Con thing from last year? Nope. For the uh, uh, Batman sixty six. Nope. I have it. I mean, it's in the box. It looks good. I mean, it, it displays good, but I was severely disappointed with it because I, I didn't realize at the time when I bought it that uh, you know, in order for it to move, there's like a button you have to push. Right. Right. And it's just so half-assed. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I assumed it was like automatic or something like that it was battery powered you hit the button the song would play and he would dance or something no you just you know you push the button he moves left you push the button he moves right <laughs> and uh it just it, it looks terrible that's and so yeah that 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 was kind of the the realization point where i was like oh, wow okay this, I, I need to lower my expectations on this line so what was your? That's like the theme of Mattel: lower your expectations, yeah. manage, manage, <laughs> yeah. your expectations. manage your expectations. There's going to be some paint cuts. There's going to be some accessory cuts. Yeah. Yeah. You There's stuff it. you want. You're going to kind of get what you want, but not quite. So just be happy that you got the well, half ass version, Jay, like Doomsday, before, for example. Before you go, Jay, what was the the big highlight of Comic Con for you? What was the coolest thing that they announced? Um, tell us that and then plug your plug your site and stuff. Sure, sure. Um, I guess for me, it was definitely the animated Batman stuff. 
um, that was the one, you know, uh, thing that I saw the pictures that kind of swung my expectations where, again, I was on the fence, but once I saw the entire line that I, uh, kind of changed my mind on things, uh, and the Marvel Legends, I was pretty happy to see some of the figures coming out. So th- those were probably the two biggest, uh, things I was excited about, um, once I actually saw photos of the, uh, actual figures. Um, so cool. that was, uh, you know, overall I was, uh, lots of cool stuff. We didn't touch on the movies, but lots of cool movies. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 already announced. That's yeah, that's awesome. crazy. 20, July 28th, 2017. Yeah, I can't wait to see the movie. Gonna see it next week and, um, just lots and lots of cool stuff. Uh, and very, very happy to have a friend that, uh, uh, makes it to the convention every year that allows us to get, uh, some of the exclusives. Yes. So, Must I've got nice. a, uh, yeah, yeah, got a doomsday, uh, head my way. Ugh. Uh, Dragon Con. It's not the one I wanted, but at least it's something. So. Where can we find you online, man? Uh, com. So, uh, lots of links from there. Uh, I'm on Etsy, Facebook, um, all, all the good stuff. So. Uh, but that's the main link, belligerentmonkey.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Phantom. Uh, have a great night, and uh, talk to you guys soon. All right. Later, man. Take care, Jay. And now it's time, since we're on Mattel, it's that magical time where Mr. Well, Bo Brown. For all the things that Mattel screws up, and and I ha- and you know my heart goes out to, to the DC fans, but I but I will say that that Mattel is still swinging strong with Masters of the Universe. I would go, I would say that they have once again started swinging strong because I feel like they lost me a little bit. But holy yeah, fuck, their there's always some missteps. Stuff. I mean, Masters is so big and there's so much to it that that you and there are so many different groups of people that like Masters that like it for different reasons. Yes. Yes. That you cannot please everybody. You're right. You're right. I'll give you and that. And that's just the nature. Of, that's the nature of the line. It's not just like DC. Well, these are DC characters. And, you know, like Masters has different iterations and different cartoons and, you know, and all these kind of things. And not that DC doesn't necessarily have those, but I think in Masters, there's, there's, those things are so different that you just can't please everybody. And the last two years, you know, there have obviously been missteps, but... I think this is one of their stronger showings. I think that in years past, they have come at it, come come into San Diego with the intent to sell the sub, and have done a have have really not shown us the figures that were the figures worth buying the sub for. Bo, I'd say you know? this is their strongest showing since yes. the first year that I subscribed, which was 2011, I think. Mm-hmm. It was whatever year came after Scareglow came out. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I think the weird thing is, it wasn't a, from what they showed, I mean, it wasn't a big A-lister. The year, at least, from what they showed. I mean, yeah, I think last year they came in showing, what, Ram Man and a whole bunch of big figures. And yeah. these aren't as big. But they're exciting. But they look really good. Yeah. And they, as far as the variety, it. yeah. And see, to me, as a Masters of the Universe fan... It's more important that you fucking nail it than you hit the guys that I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this year they fucking nailed it. But Bo, tell yeah. us tell us what they did. 
Well, let's 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 just skip back to the minis real quick so that people know what's what's going on uh, with the the other stuff, and then we'll we'll finish with the classics. Um, so you've got we discussed a little earlier about the bundling of the minis. We've got uh, Faker and Man at Arms, uh, who both look great. Uh, then Zodak and Beastman. Then King He Man, interesting choice, and Clawful. Uh, I think King King He Man looks great. Uh, I would definitely did not expect him in the minis. No, not at all. all. That's, that, no. that was a weird one. That's weird, yeah. Well, they they kind of, from what I hear, they kind of designed all of the minis, and this was a direction they were really going in, and then basically got really disappointed that they couldn't do it in the larger style that the original two were released in, the He-Man and Skeletor. So everything was just designed. Oh, interesting. And so they're just sort of rolling them out, you know, and they decided, well, we may as well roll out King He-Man sooner to when we release the actual King He-Man figure than later. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I think that the, 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 the Snake Mountain diorama looks awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so and then She-Ra and the Horde Trooper two-pack looks amazing. I, I those love- eyes... On Shira, freak me out. Okay, you're right. The eyes do the look weird. The dark I don't know. black eyes. I'm not sure why they did that. But. Uh, yeah, you're right. But the Horde Trooper looks badass as shit. Yeah. yeah Although I do think he needs another accessory. I think that just having him with the shield is is weird. Yeah, that's um, very odd. Why why give him the shield and not you know the, I don't the know. staff the, or the, the stun baton? Yeah, at right, least the stun right. baton. Um, then you've got Jitsu who looks great and Mechanek who has an interchangeable neck. So I think this is leading is into. Shocking. I'm not gonna lie, that yeah. really surprised me. Uh, that seems to be the case. I think that there's gonna be a couple of minis that actually have, you know, action features. To say it lightly, uh, yeah. but you know, if they do that with Mechanic, then I mean, not to say that I think you're gonna get a, a, robo- a mini Roboto with you know moving parts on the inside, but which was the heaviest action feature character we, we got well, uh, was but, the Roboto. But we but, might at least get Roboto with a clear torso. and, and Yeah, you know, some, I think so. Some... I think that if we get Roboto, then then we will. Um, yeah. these, these, these are definitely a passion project, I think, from the Four Horsemen. I think they really loved doing this this sort of super deformed style where you're they're kind of like bringing their favorite elements of the, the, the core of the character. I mean, you look at Jitsu... Um, and if you guys are following along in the link I sent you, I'm, I'm pretty much going through it in that order. So, yeah. um, which if you guys want to follow along, um, really, if you just go to MattyCollector.com and click on their San Diego Comic-Con re- reveals. Yeah. It shows you, their you entire, can, basically their, their entire PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Um, now, do you the, think show. you'll see more of the action feature kind of things because next year, they're not going to ship with a piece of Snake Mountain because you just get Snake Mountain, right? I think so they're going to have to like justify some day of sales by saying, "Hey, for twenty bucks, you know, you're getting yeah. Jitsu and Mechanic, but hey, he's got an extra neck or whatnot." I think it'll be very particular. I mean, Mossman was flocked. I mean, that's technically his action feature. Yeah. Uh, so I think that you know, if if the if the action feature is core to the character, um. Now that to say, I don't think I don't know if you get a spinning wheel on drag store. I mean, we don't even have our classics drag store yet, right, so right. it's hard to say. But you know, who knows? Uh, I think the 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 diorama looks awesome, uh, and then that pretty much wraps up in the minis. Uh, I, I like the minis. I, I like them for my for my son. Uh, I will definitely. I'm very pleased that I can bundle them in bulk and get them in one shipment. 
and I will definitely be doing that. I think it's yeah. honestly, I think the minis are genius because it's a little easier to please at that scale. Yeah. Uh, all it really has to do with that scale is look like a cute little version of the character yeah. and people are happy. It doesn't have to like it. I, I think they've, they created a new style with that mm-hmm. where it's going to be easier to please the customer. And I, I hope these really take off and people, people dig them. Well, and, but sales were bad. And Which I think that's why they, they started bundling them. Well, the shipping was insane. Yeah, and you were looking right. at what you were getting yeah. you're paying and how much you're paying. You're, you're paying, paying $30, $30, $30 something bucks for basically two tiny little figures. Right. right. And it, it, that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I, crazy. I think this is definitely the way to go. Uh, the second big thing is the Giants line um, yes. of classic. And when we say classic, I mean the original style of, of He-Man figures from the 80s blown up to 12 inches. I am not sold on these. They're $75 a pop. Um, I, I, Ryan, I think you sold me a little on just getting Skeletor. But uh, I don't well, know. Well, this, this purely comes from Gentle Giant and their releases of yeah. the Star Wars 12-inch figure. Their reproductions mm-hmm. of the original Kenner figures at a 12-inch scale. And now they're doing G.I. Joe as well, which I'm not going to lie is tempting me. Because G.I. Joe is like, that's my fetish. And and to see those figures at that scale, I want them. Uh, and I can't blame Mattel for dipping into that, you know, potential... Income. No, it's a, it's a good idea. I think they I think that they look great on card. Like if you're if you're a display collector, sure. sure. I think that these figures as blown up versions of the originals look great. Uh, they come with they come with the elastic or uh, the the what was originally rubber, but now is an elastic legs. So the legs are on the little rubber things. They have spring waist, so you can turn them back right. and do the action. Right. The, 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 the action swing on the waist. They come with all the original accessories. Um, but just for $75 for a big toy, like for, consider as a, as a parent looking at, you know, something for my kid, you know, I only ha- we only have so much room for more toys, especially big toys, uh, that to collect all eight of these, which, you know, I think the aim, I think, is to do the original eight back. Of yes, the that's the plan. Figures. Yeah, that were displayed on the the original card backs. I think that's great, but I definitely don't see myself collecting all. Well, and especially I, I, for they, a figure that's going to stand up for a total of six minutes and then fall over for the rest of your life. Did they show the packaging on them? Because yeah, you, you can see the packaging on them um, on, on the link I sent. And you know, it's sort of you know, it's a smaller picture and everything. But they've they've attempted to recreate the the original packaging as much as possible. They're just—it's just big and expensive, and I, and and I don't know. Um, Skeletor and He-Man come with the halved power swords, so you can put them together. Um, I just don't know. I—I I mean, I would I get a, a twelve-inch Stratos? No. Would I get a twelve-inch Beastman? I don't know. You know, I just—I just don't I think, think so. I think it's something where if so. you've got a favorite character, like if they if they offer Scareglow or Trapjaw, then I'll get it. And I'll I don't have see, that one I don't character. see this getting past the original. You're, and you're right. Uh, no, but I don't. I, That's I, what's going to I would get, like, if they made it to those, like, if you have a favorite character, I can see getting one. But I just can't see a whole lot of people collecting 
all eight of these no. seventy five dollars. The, the only other one besides Skeletor, honestly, which is funny that it's not even He Man, but is is Ram Man because if they're doing the spring loaded wastes on that giant uh, figure. On, <laughs> on a giant figure, then then Ram Man would have the giant spring inside of him, and the little the little button on his on his heel. That kind of interests me, right? Um, more so than he, definitely more so than He Man and 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 Stratos and Beast Man. So anyway, that's that's my opinion on the on the giants. Um, they're they're just big and expensive, and I don't I'm know. just curious I'm just, to see how they do. I mean that's yeah, that's the we'll extent see. of my interest. So I'm glad they're because I mean they they know that classic is classics is ending in 2015. Right. They're definitely trying. They're they're testing the waters on other ideas of lines, and I think it's great. I think it's great. They're offering subscription options for them. Um, but you know, anyway. So moving on to the actual classics line, I'm going to start ho- with. Let me just say, holy shit, great year. Holy shit, and the rest of this year, holy shit. Yeah, I'm not going to go over stuff that's already been sort of released. Right, right. Um, I will. I will talk about San Diego, the the, the, the exclusive this year because it's our San Diego podcast, uh, which was Etheria Invasion Hordak, which is basically our filmation Hordak version, uh, and with the blue skin and the white face. Um, it comes with a, a ta- uh, detachable arm. It gives him the robot cannon arm as well as an attachment for the robot for robot claw. Comes with a little mini version of Imp, like we've seen Cal and Lucky, and then the San Diego exclusive version was Imp turning into the treasure chest, which, in spite of my efforts, no one was able to acquire for me, and he sold out really quick. So I don't know oh. the treasure chest. No one was able to get it for me. I, I, you know, people are bitching and moaning about the fact that he doesn't have a resculpted head, uh, but as far as I'm concerned, just the way that he looks from far away, the paint job is so there's so much contrast on the paint job that the fact that it's not the the very angular filmation face doesn't really bother me that much what bothers me is that that he came with a staff a repaint of his of his regular staff which makes no sense to me cuz he never right. used it as filmation right. hordak i would have rather that that money been spent on something else um, maybe some other paint apps on the arm well, or something and what people need to remember um, is is you know once again this is Masters of the Universe Classics, where all of the looks are being adapted into this new style. So to make two well, filmation well, out of the head, yeah, but 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 well, we've seen say, so many heads off. Say, I mean, you know, you look at look at people like Fangman and and Lizard Man who look, and a lot of the the style guide influenced Shira characters. You know, to say that oh well, you know, but but but. Well, and that, that, oh, he's a variant figure. And King, the, the variant King Randor came with the exact same King Randor head. Well, to that I say, well, he's a San Diego exclusive. He's not a quarterly right, variant. Right, right. You know, um, so that, ex- that excuse doesn't work. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But on the other hand, I don't really mind the fact that he doesn't have the head. I think the paint job sells it, and I'm okay with it. I, I think that the, that the blue looks fantastic. With the red and the black and the gray, uh, I think he looks great. Otherwise, uh, there, you know, my, my, my problems with him are that I didn't get the treasure chest, which sucks, but it's an exclusive. That's the way, that's the way those work. And I could have done without the staff for another embellishment on the figure if I had to right, trade something right. out. 
So I, move. I think they should have done the rocket, but I mean that probably would have cost them more. But if well, you look uh, at past, I mean, it would have been as much as, as right, Imp, right? You know, I mean, yeah, you know, well, I mean, I guess it would have been bigger, but you know, whatever. Uh, so then, moving forward, I'm going to skip the things that were, were that were released at Toy Fair. Um, you know, just say that it was Flood Arena from Shira, Madame Raz, and, Cl- and Club Etheria. So you've got two subs going on right now: the regular Eternia sub and the Ethereum sub. I think Madame Raz and Broom look great. Uh, Rio Blast has already been released. I think Rio Blast looks great. I'm very excited. Oh, can we stop on Rio Blast for a minute? Sure. I'm very disappointed in Rio Blast's hair. He has lost his child molester, he, creepy he hair. He did lose his, 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 his mustache is <laughs> much more... Yeah. Rio Blast is not as creepy as he once was. And well, I'm, I... Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm interested to see the early prototypes. Have you seen early reviews of Rio Blast? Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like his front flap, or whatever the hell you want to call it, does not close. Flush. Oh no! No, yeah, I did. I did hear about that, and and I and think that's, that's going to be an issue. It's going to look really weird if you don't display him. Well, see, the thing is, I'll I'll definitely mm-hmm. be displaying him with his guns out. So. Yeah. But, you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah. He's got a ton of new tooling on him. I think he looks, uh, for the most part, I think he looks great. I, I for one, yeah. am a big fan of Rio Blast. I love him. I, you know, anybody who says that he doesn't fit in with T-Man can suck it. You know, oh, they are completely yeah. wrong. It's a space yeah. cowboy. Like. It's a space cowboy. Whatever. <laughs> Although it's very interesting because his bio uh, has recently been released, and it. And they pretty much come out and say that he comes from the Brave Star universe. Really? Which is see, pretty cool. I would, yeah, they, they kind of, they kind of pretty much come out and say Brave Star and, um, what's Plastic his face? With the four horsemen behind um, it? Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that I, would be great. I dipped into Brave Star and I totally fucking dug it when I was a kid. I would love to see those in the classic style. Yeah, I mean, there. You know, people talk about how the the villain of Brave Star, uh, you know, worked for the Horde, and you know, all this yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I buy it. I, I think. I mean, I think that those two universes within 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 the concept of a space, a big giant space universe with planets sure, and, sure. and and different people on them, I, I totally Absolutely. buy it. Um, so so I, I love Rio Blast. He's great. Uh, I'm excited to get him. I, I'm sad that he didn't get any paint apps on his on his guns. They're ba- they're basically going to be pretty yeah. flat, but he has so many other new parts. You know, he's tons and tons of new tooling. So I, which, I get it. Which is a good know. segue into everything else that they showed because I feel like we saw more new tooling this year than we've ever seen in this line. And that's the way that's the way the, this year is going to be. Is the figures? You know, well, I think that they showed a lot of really good stuff, and we might get some figures that. I mean, Ular, for example, doesn't have a whole lot new But I'm on. thrilled that we're um, getting Ular. I'm thrilled that we're getting Ular, but we're good, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be a similar situation to last year, where we're gonna get a handful of figures like maybe Nephthu and people who are a little, like, sort of underwhelming. Right, right. So that we can't, and those are the figures that pay but for the But I tell you what, they, those are the figures that pay for the they, new tooling on Madame They front loaded it this year. You know, they did what they needed to do for the 2015 sub, the sub because although I, I, I was I still think that uh, well I I I thought there was no way I was going to subscribe again in 2015. I thought I was done. And what they showed at Comic-Con 
I have already subscribed again. Good. And, and they, I mean, yeah. they, it was outstanding. And even if the rest of the year is, you know, just repaints and, and no new tooling, well, it, it won't, won't be. be. I mean, we're going to get drag store. Right. Or we're going right. to get, you They've know. got stuff they have to do. But they, I mean, well, that, I feel like this is their best Comic Con show. dry. You know, with who we're going to get. I mean, there's, they're going to, they're going to finish out the vintage line. If there are figures we haven't gotten yet, we know we're going to get them. We know we're going to get Twistar or, or, or Rotan and right. Twistoid. We know we're going to get Squeeze. We know we're going to get um, Sarod. Well, let's let's talk know, about they're, what they're... we literally know we're going to get, um, which sure, the rest sure. of 2014 is looking pretty solid. Um, yeah. Entrapta, you've got a Club Etheria uh, and Club Eternia. Let's talk about Etheria first, because there's one figure I'm super excited about from Etheria, which I did not subscribe to, so I'm going to have to pay a fortune for her. But let's start with Entrapta. Are you talking about Marista? Uh, no, no so, okay, Marista's we'll part of Club Eternia. I oh, was right. yeah. really worrying about Entrapta. As you, you noticed that even in their official photos, she has a wood block that has to hold yeah. her up. That was my fear. Wow. I, so like, many of my Shira characters cannot stand up on their ankles. And, you know, when I knew, when I saw how much hair, solid plastic hair that Entrapta had, I had my fears. And this, I mean, this guarantees it. She will not stand up. Uh-huh. You're going to have to lean her up against the back of the wall, at the back of the shelf. That's just Here, how she's going to be like my Octavia. Here's a pro tip. It's here's just, a pro tip for the Needless Things listeners. This is what I do. When I have a heavy figure and I've got some, I've got some three and three quarter inch Star Wars figures I've had to do this with. Uh, General Grievous, General Grievous springs to mind. Get some fishing line, the lightest, uh, weight test fishing line you can get. You tie it around their neck and then you tie it around either your shelf support or the shelf itself, depending on where they are on the shelf. And they just sort of hang with their feet standing on the shelf. Works perfectly. The fishing line is not very obtrusive at all. I've got at least 10 or 12 figures in my toy museum room that I've had to do this with, and it works. I did it with Octavia. I've got that General Grievous I mentioned. There there are several figures that, you know, it sucks, but at the same time, if you want the figure to look like it's supposed to look, you just have to deal with it not being very well balanced. So get get some go to Walmart get some light light uh, test fishing line and uh, take care of your shit. So Entrapta Entrapta looks great. Um, she's her she hair looks like Macho got, Man Randy you know, Savage with all the uh, streamers and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know that's Spinnerella. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's Spinnerella. Entrapta. I, I haven't even seen yeah. Entrapta. We're talking about heavy hair. Yeah, uh, Entrapta, you know, she, she looks great, uh, she comes with the, she comes with the Filmation Shaping Staff, uh, which is an item that Evelyn, in her disguise, old lady crone, uh, version used a lot. Um, her hair, you know, it can go over her shoulders, it's articulated, I think it has about three points of articulation in it, which I think is great. It's sculpted in such a way that it can kind of grab people by the wrist or grab people by the neck. Uh, I think that's, that's great, um. Her color scheme is is you know you never think that you could get pink, purple, and gold to look so good, but they but they do. Um, she she looks good. I really like her horde her hordak symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a nice sculpt for that big. It looks good. 
Well, her original character had a, or her, I think her original figure had a little gem there, and so they just made the gem the Hordak symbol, uh-huh. which is cool. Uh, so then we got Eldor, who was already sort of teased a little bit. He got leaked. Some prototypes of him got leaked. Eldor is part of the the two the two characters from the very very last Powers of Grayskull line figures, which was Eldor and Hero, that were released visually but never released as characters. They were in the series catalog, but then line was canceled. So um, he looks like your Merlin. He's got the the weird cloak on that's short <laughs> that doesn't go all yeah. the way down. But they put pants with on. A, him. They did put pants on him. They did put I pants on him, which is which was yes. a nice touch. Uh, he's got the a staff that has a crystal in it that that matches the crystal that's in Hero. Yeah, but they're in not. Hero's spell but staff. they're not doing multicolored crystals, are they? Well, the the story behind that is that his crystal is clear, and that basically you have these these um, living spells that once you cast them, they are done and right. alive. So the shtick is that once you cast that spell, that gem would then turn a okay. certain color and and be a thing. He comes with the book of living which spells, looks awesome which and is articulated. Which, yes, it has uh-huh. two joints in it, so it it opens completely fully. Uh, there are two actual joints in it at the binding. Uh, with the he- the He-Man Iron Cross symbol on one side and the Hero symbol on the back, uh, but there is no text in the book. So anybody who wanted to know if there was text in the book, there is not. Text huh. in the book. Well, I I think he looks great. He's you know he's um, the Preternian Merlin Gandalf well, character. Well, his, his head um, looks awesome. He's got the weird little wizard yeah. cowl, but he also has the hood to go over mm-hmm. that. Like he looks neat, man. Yeah, he looks great. Uh, he's got he's got a lot of new a lot of new stuff on him. New yeah. boots, um, you know, new arms. Uh, he's got a lot. His belt has a lot of cool shit going on in the back, sort of that we've seen with Fisto and a couple of other characters, uh, with sort of putting interesting little cool shit right, on their right. belt in the back. Uh, then moving forward, we come to Club of Theory with Sweepy, um, who for some reason Sweepy was always this character that really excited me, <laughs> and I have no idea why. Um, and her figure is kind of you know it's it's Sweepy, it's what she looked like in the right. style guide. Uh, you know she comes with another alternate head that's not a helmet, obviously that doesn't fit over her hair. It's a it's a yeah. separate head. Um, she comes with her shield, her standard yellow uh, Shira character shield, and then a cool new sort of beasting or gun. Um, she's she's good. I like her her wings. Her hair uh, is separated into three sections in the back, so her wings actually fit through her hair. Very similar, I think, to um, there's another character whose hair did yeah. sort of worked around her action feature. Um, I well, Octavia, but Octavia's then, worked like that. Because her yeah. arms went up yeah, through yeah, her hair. Yes, it was Octavia. Um, yeah. I, I'll say this. Uh, I am not a fan of the concept of Sweet Bee, but the figure looks very, very good. Yeah, she looks great. Um, the, the helmet just is so weird with the rest of her character. Yeah. It's like wear this, you know, wear the super protective helmet, and then you're still in the sort of skimpy little cheerleader <laughs> outfit. I don't know. Well, um, not in the face. Not in the face. Right, right, right. Uh, so that brings us to the the exclusive club subscription figure um, for the Club Etheria, which is Light Hope, and Light Hope is phenomenal. Well, we um, we pretty much covered Light Hope um, in amazing. the Toy Fair yeah. reveal, and Light Hope looks yeah. great. Light Hope was 
my sticking point. Like I almost subscribed to Club Etheria because Light Hope looked so awesome. Um, yeah, he he's fantastic. And and re- listening to the podcast and the guy who designed him, just talking about you know how he went, he just really did his research, and there are all these elements of of the filmation frames of the Crystal Castle. And, you know, he's basically Crystal Castle Man, you know, like King Grayskull or like right, Castle right. Grayskull Man. But there was, I really have a, I have a brand new appreciation for this figure after listening to the creator talk about his design. Because the Four Horsemen didn't right. design him. They brought in this other guy who has a passion, you know, not that the Four Horsemen don't have a passion for He-Man. They obviously do. But uh, this guy, I mean, he knocked it out of the park. And it was a huge responsibility to design a character that was like Horde Prime you know, and he talked about that. He talked about how he wanted to not only make him represent, you know, the sheer elements, but also to make him a foil for Horde Prime so that if you put he and Horde Prime next to each other on the shelf as the sort of two most powerful people in the Shira mythos, that they looked good yeah, together, which I, I thought was an excellent attention well, and to they detail. they look very Kirby. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They do. Let's... Let's go to the next figure on, that yeah. makes me kind of regret not subscribing to Club Etheria, and that is New Adventures Shira or Galact- Galactic New Adventures Shira Galactic Protector Shira, who was designed, I believe, by the same guy who did oh, Light wow. Hope. Yeah, and uh, he did the comic, uh, so he 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 drew the the comics that are that just came out, and she looks yeah. awesome. She looks badass yeah. as shit. She's Exactly what I would have imagined uh, New Adventure Shira to look like, as 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 how He Man went from the from the gray silverish motif of the very little armor that he that he wore to gold. Shira went from the gold in her armor to silver. I think the silver and the blue look beautiful. Um, she she looks the awesome. helmet. That was a hell of a bio they gave her too, dude. The bio is. <laughs> I'm glad you read it because. The bio has so much story in it. It basically ties all of the de- all of the loose ends together from the mini comics, and you basically have Shira murdering Horde Prime, and then being attacked by sort of his spirit, and then turning back into Despara, who I guarantee you we're getting a figure. I hope for Despara. you're right because that's y- you wait for it. That you is, will get it out of all the because I I stopped reading the DC He Man comics after like three issues because I wasn't happy with them. But that character design for Despara, which is evil horde Shira, is awesome. Yeah. It's it's well, it's it's a, it's a Dora that would have been as evil as she would right, have been. Right. You know, it wasn't like sweet little Adora who kind of pushed some rebels around. You know, and 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 looks exactly it that it looks exactly the same as she does as regular Adora once she joined the rebellion. You know, Despara was. She's she's like Judge Dredd, you know. I mean, she's she embraced the horde un- ideals. Well, she was brainwashed. Right. I mean, she was totally brainwashed. But so the idea is that when she murdered Horde Prime and destroyed uh, what what the Horde Empire was, that in the in the same way that in the 2002 cartoon when King when King Grayskull killed Hordak and his spirit lashed out against King He-Man and killed him. Um, his Horde Prime spirit lashed out in one final blow, and sort of mind wiped Shira back into being Despara, and filled her with this sort of Horde Prime energy. 
Uh, and it's then that ties the mini comics together where she then becomes basically kind of like Horde Prime and resurrects Skeletor uh, after have, after his demise in the mini comics. So um, it's a it's a pretty intense bio and tells a whole lot of story in a little bit of seconds. And it's, in like five sentences. Yeah, in pretty, yeah. pretty much five sentences. It's pretty badass, um, and especially because in the mini comics. You know the mini comics are the He-Man mini comics, and and so you you see the showdown between Shira and Horde Prime, and then it just cuts away, right. and you don't even see it. So this is where we get the rest of that story, and it's pretty fucking awesome. I mean, I I don't like to see Shira have this redemption story, then then basically be turned back into a villain. But you know, I mean, if you look at the context of everything, she was she was a hero for a really long time before this event, so. You know, she did her good, but I, I think the design is fantastic. Um, I'll be very happy to put her on my 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 new adventure shelf. Uh, and what a lot of people, you know, or what what Scott said in the in the um, in the walkthrough, the the new adventures fans and the Shira fans are pretty much like the biggest opposing groups yeah. <laughs> in the He Man sort of fan community. So to have one figure that actually really like sort of bridges that gap, I think is really good. Um, you know, because both of them are in, both of them are sort of in the minority and they're vocal minorities. And to have a figure that sort of really reaches out a hand to say like, yes, New Adventures is awesome and Shearer is awesome, I think does a really good so, job. So I'm all about it. She looks awesome. As much I love her. As, uh, for, for me personally, this She-Ra is the high point of Club Etheria. There are two other releases, Arrow and Spinnerella. Um, what, what do you think of Arrow? Uh, you know, I, I could totally have lived without Arrow. I mean, it makes sense um, if, they're, if we're going to get a quarterly item that we're going to get a reuse of the parts we already have. I mean, we, we I kind of, you know, everybody kind of saw this coming. You know, if we were going to get a battle, uh, if we were going to get a battle lion. We were going to sure. get Arrow because yeah. the, the horse, the horse yeah, is just yeah. there. But I have rather had Stridor. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but, I think but which, yeah, Stridor. I kind of think he's a must, right? Yeah, they've got well, announced Stridor. You know, I mean, you know, would I would I rather have another horse, or would I rather would I rather have a more iconic? You know, Stridor is great, but you can't build Stridor out of the the existing. Well, horse yeah, bus. you're right. I would rather have a Roton. A, a Roton. Oh, there's no way, uh, there's no way they're into that. I don't. Do you think I, well, Roton no. compares? I, mean, I don't. To I don't know because that's way more. That's way yeah. more tooling. Because if you if you look at that, would be like comparing the Wind Raider to uh, Shira's horse, whose name I cannot currently. Swift Wind. Swift Wind. But no, but but I. Because the horse is so mechanical, it's not. You can't. You would. It would. It would be a whole. Well, it would. It definitely would. But I feel like it's a beast. I feel like the Roton is a vehicle comparable to the Wind Raider, if not bigger, which is a fifty dollar item. Whereas Stridor would be a beast comparable to the other horses and the Battle Cat and whatever. But I I think you could do the Roton in three pieces. It's the top. It's the bottom and it's the, and it's the spinny part. red part yeah. in the middle. That's only three pieces. But that's whereas a horse with all its articulation and legs and, and the yada 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 is only three pieces. It's the top, the bottom, and the yeah. wings. Sure. And 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 the problem is the Wind Raider didn't right. totally sell as well as it could have. 
Um, so they might be gun shy about doing another vehicle. I think we've but, got a better chance of like, getting Stridor than we have of getting the the Roton. Yeah. Well, and they can say too if they do Stridor, if it keeps going somehow, they can do can what's do it called Night Stalker right, or whatever right. it is. That's a repaint. Yeah. That's another one. That's true. You, you're going to get more out of that. But speaking yes. of vehicles. In October, we will get the which Battle is, Ram, which was like as much as it should years and it years ago. Be surprising, but it totally is. It is. It is surprising because we kind of thought we right. weren't going to get it. Um, I, I'm excited. I think the price point at 110 dollars is well. Is but high. here's the thing: uh, how much did the the front portion of the Battle Ram cost? It I was. Don't it was 50 I mean, bucks, right? Or was it forty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're and the thing is, much, the figures yeah. are are $27 a piece. So there's $27. Right. And the vehicle is, you know, 27 more, I guess. Maybe we'll call it almost we'll, we'll call it 60. And then 40 yeah. more you get that big giant back portion. And it it's is not, huge. You know, I will say I will say that I saw it in hand in the in the walkthrough. And this thing it's is giant. fucking it's giant. It's not that it isn't worth it. It's way big. I mean, it's bigger sure, than the Wind Raider. Sure. I mean, it's it's, it's not that huge. it's not worth it. It's just that it's a lot of money, no matter how you cut it. Yeah. And that it's man at uh, arms. I'm, it's I'm, another man at arms. I'm mediocre. I'm, I'm lukewarm about about getting man at arms. I already have right. two man at arms. Um, I love getting the the ponytailed head, uh, oh. but but. Which I like. I, I like. Will, I like Duncan. I, I will Duncan, say you know. this though. I hate ponytail man at arms. Is it's man at arms, but it's also another palace guard. Well, he's got he's got different boots, and and he's he's basically he's sort of like we've gotten enough variants of of of, of man at arms now between snake man at arms, regular man at arms, the palace guards, and then this one. That they're kind of like the human variants. Um, I mean, and I would much, I would much rather have this man at arms packed into the, the the battle ram than getting stuck with a quarterly variant of another fucking or, man at arms. Just to get that two thousand. Or head. if they stuck another made up character in here, like they did with uh, the front, the sky, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the sky sled. Yeah. So, I mean, they're kind of killing two birds with one stone by getting, you know, taking a, a 2000X variant out of the out of the lineup and, and sticking it with the Battle Ram. You know, I, I mean, it looks awesome. I love it. The Battle Rams was always one of my favorite vehicles as a kid that I never had that I only got to play with right. with my friends who had it. You know, if it's anything like the Jet Sled, then you're going to be looking at it and finding... A, amazing new details in it. Every Absolutely. time you look at it, you know everything's sculpted. It's got a it's got a million paint apps on it. I mean, it's it's worth the money. It's just still um, a lot of money. Uh, I'm impressed they put the snake head on it rather than just repackaging the old I jet slide. I mean, it was I, a good it was a good call. I don't know. I kind of would. I, I mean, I would have been fine with the original jet sled head on there. I don't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel like they needed to make it different. Well, it gives you options, though. If you already yeah, have the jet well, sled, yeah, but you're still going to get could... stuck with a snakehead jet sled, even if that's something you don't necessarily want. The silhouette is still the same, and the original design was kind of vague anyway. So, like, I'm you know let's, whatever. Uh, let's it. move but, on uh, to my yeah. least favorite figure, even even over Orko, my least favorite figure from the line so far. Oh, let's talk about Gwildor. 
creepy, okay. creepy cool. Um, he's way over-designed. And, I mean, he's super over-designed. So he does, you know, when they talk about how, oh, we have to feel like we're not going to do 2000X-style right. stuff so that, it, cause so that it feels like it fits on the classics. This character is a glaring uh, contradiction. Um, he's so overly designed. Now, I know that they're overly designing to sort of make a match the the you know the movie figure releases which which did have a different aesthetic from the regular He-Man line but I just feel like there's so much going on on him that he that he looks well, like an figure. He, he like I like, said earlier the idea behind this line is to take these characters and make them classic style which they did yeah, not and do I think with this, this figure clear. and yeah. on top of He's that completely wouldn't it be like, when are we going to get a closed cosmic key? I would rather have a closed cosmic key than have whatever this one that he comes with is. Well, and I don't understand why. I mean, maybe on the like on the original Goldor figure, the the little keys that were, the tuning forks were red, but it looks yeah. terrible. It looks it, it, it looks does. shitty. It yeah. Um, so he comes with he comes with two different cosmic keys. One very similar to the one that we got with Paternia Disguise He-Man, um, which I think looks exactly, just basically a repaint right. of that one. And then the the Cosmic Key that looks more like the movie version, but is painted stupid um, <laughs> with the red with the red tuning forks. You know, um, I'm not I'm not sold. I, I really feel like this was a misstep. I feel like he should have looked more like he fit in with classics. Now this is um, this is referred you know, to as a holiday item. What does that mean? Is this outside of the subscription? No, it's it. You know, it, it is the, it is the monthly figure yes. for November. They're calling it a monthly item, which may mean that it's just a little more oh, expensive. No. Because he's got a shitload of sculpt. He's got a you know he's oh. completely new tooled, and he comes with two. So I have to pay more for this piece are, of shit. That's a figure I didn't want. And it comes with two accessories, neither of which I wanted. Like I said, I, wa yeah. I want just a regular closed cosmic key. Yeah. Um, I'm not thrilled. This was, this, in my opinion, is probably, you know, in spite of all the work that went into it, because you can tell they, they sculpted yeah. the shit out of it. Um, this is my, the weakest, I think, part of, of yeah. what they showed. Um, it's a shame. Uh, I thought the blade looked great. Blade's fantastic, and and this is you know, I don't know, I don't know. I just feel like they made it too movie accurate. Um, they should have tightened it up and streamlined it and made it look Take more out like all the wrinkles. Get because because yeah. it's the hair, but it's, it's the hair is all over the it's, place. It's, yeah. the it's the hair, it's the face, it's the robes. No other figure in this line yeah. has clothing as detailed as this guy. Like he's got wrinkles in his robes. It's it's just absurd. He looks like something that would be in a movie master's line, as opposed yeah, to exactly. the classics line. Um, all right, well we agree. Let's move on. Well, yeah. To... Let's move on. Let's skip back to yes. Tongue Lasher and his I wonderful think. feet. Yeah, I love his feet. Lasher. I his feet look his it, he kind of has the same problem that I have with Ular and that his ankles seem like they sort of I don't know they they just look flat and 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 I don't know but everything else about this figure I love I love he comes with two heads yes. one with the tongue out yes. one with the tongue in I think that that would you know they could have done a hinged mouth like with the original King Hiss body and did a plug in mouth um, I'm fine with the two heads uh, he's got a brand new torso. 
brand new legs, uh, you know, well, brand new feet at least, new new hands. Uh, the color scheme is awesome. I, I had the tongue lasher figure as a kid. You know, he comes with his uh, snake staff, which I hate. Yeah, yeah. I hate the snake staff. They're big and bulky. Nobody, nobody looks I good with them in their hands. I want to do a video where you and I get together and burn all of our auxiliary snake staffs. They're terrible. I hate, I hate the snake staffs. He does come with his uh, dragonfly uh, crossbow weapon that, that does look cool, although it looks like it's pretty much maybe one color or maybe with yeah. one color with a highlight. And he does come with a horde uh, armband, which is not featured in in the pictures on this thing. Oh, but, nice! Uh, I didn't know that. He does come with that. Uh, so, so he, he, I, I think his, I love his head. I think his head I, looks now great. that I've seen close-ups, um, I like it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of Tongue Lasher. I love the Snake Men. I'm very looking forward to to finishing them out with when we get Squeeze, and I'm I'm really interested to see how they handle them. Um, he has two very different looks between uh, the 2000X cartoon and and his original figure, which made him look like the sort of weird puppet alligator. So I'm I'm interested to see how they do it. Uh, I think on from there, they found a nice balance with Tongue Lasher to where he's got the more cartoony head, but it doesn't look as awful as like Clawful did or yeah. some of the I other ones they try to translate that. like that. I'm a little worried though that he'll suffer from sort of Fangman syndrome where he can't like turn his head anywhere other than face forward and, and not look yeah. silly because he's got the big neck. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Um, but then that moves on to continuing with Club, Club Eternia. We have Mermista. Fantastic. Who looks amazing. Um, you know, and everybody thought she was going to be the $30 figure in the Club Etheria line. Right, and that is right. not the case. She comes with two sets of legs. She comes with her mermaid set of legs and her regular set of legs, as well as a stand for her mermaid legs that allows her to stand up on her mermaid legs. It's a little clip-on stand. That's in sort of the same sort of light blue color, so you can actually stand her up with her mermaid tail on. Yeah, I'm shocked. Uh, she comes with two accessories: the the uh, the standard Shira shield, as well as sort of horn, like a you know sort of um, undersea horn type weapon. Uh, beautiful face sculpt, beautiful hair. Everything about her looks great. No problems here with Mermista. She she's she's wonderful, and I know that she was a big fan. Uh, demanded figure, uh, especially for for the Shira fans. I think I, she looks I wonderful. I felt like there was a good chance Maddie was going to blow it with her because she would have been an easy... Like, I could have understood it if they just couldn't do her justice because she's a, she's a complex figure with lots of parts, and they nailed it. I'm very impressed. Well, but if they're, you know, you know, to say that, to say that, and then, and then to look at Modulok and, 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 and Mantena... I, I, yeah, I see right, the same right. respect. I see the same respect to detail and the same well, Modulac love. Was a beast, though. That went into those figures. Was a beast. That right, I can't believe they put her on a normal price. You're right with Mantena. What was yeah. that, Ryan? Yeah, I can't believe they put. I mean, I was sure she was going to be the thirty dollar. Right. Everybody enhanced. Sure. Right. Everybody she, was sure. For sure she would be a beast price figure. Yeah. Yeah. And so the fact that they they banged her out and as a regular priced figure is is wonderful. Yeah, yeah I mean they. You know, but that also makes me fear that we're going to get something down the road that's kind of phoned right. in to help to help pay. Just like we were like, well, you know, Neptune paid for Mantana, 
Neptu paid for Modulock. You know, I, I kind of feel like we're going to get something like that that we haven't seen yet. That's going to be like, oh, that's well, where the money right. went. I mean, that's okay, this shower power. The thing, well, the thing is, <laughs> yeah. though, you know, yes, Masters of the Universe Classics is doing that, but Hasbro's doing it with Marvel Legends now too. I mean, we're getting we're oh. getting an Iron Fist with minimal upgrades. Uh, we're getting. You know, everybody's doing it now. Everybody's doing the repaint thing. Everybody's doing the we'll reuse a buck and stick a new head on it thing. Uh, now granted, Masters of the Universe Classics is a premium collector line that we're paying a lot of money for each yeah. figure. But, you know, Nephthu, he's lame, but at the same time, he's not terrible. And, and no, when I put he him, some, he needed a little, when I put him but, side by side, you know. With Mantena, I'm like, okay, I can live with this. Are we good with Mermista? Yeah. All right, let's take five yeah. and come back and hit cool. on, uh, what, Skeletor's robots, I guess? Spinderella. Oh, yeah, Spinderella. Spinderella. It's classic yeah. DJ for uh, Salt and Peppa. Yeah, we have all 2015 to yes. go through. All right. Let's take five, and we will do that. Cool. All right. All right yeah. So, uh, Spinnerella, which, great name. Uh, I'll probably drop a salt and Peppa song somewhere in this podcast. <laughs> uh, I like Spinnerella. She looks like Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, and I'm, I, she, I'm, you know, I can do without her. I'm a little bummed I'm missing out on her, but, uh, how about you, Bo? What do you think of her? Uh, so this was the $30 figure that we all Which thought Mermista was. Uh, well, you know, when you look at what her shtick was, which was all these, you know, on her original toy, and, and this this figure is the highest-priced figure. If you are a classic action figure Shira collector, she's oh, the holy really? grail. This figure is, like, in the thousands. Oh, no shit. Um. Yeah, so so one of the big points of this was to make to really do Spinnerella justice because she is the rarest, most expensive original Shira figure that that was released. So they kind of went they they were like, all right, well we're going to do her and we're going to do her right. So each of those little fringes that you see has four paint apps. Oh my apps. gosh! Because uh, it's got one on the front of the flap, one on the back, and then and then one on the sides of of each of those flaps. She comes with two separate headpieces so that you can do her filmation look and her original toy look. Uh, and I believe her waist spins and and her arms twist out so you can do her in right. more of an action pose. Um, she's got a there's a ton of tooling, you know, basically going on in this figure, a ton of tooling and okay. a ton of paint apps, and that's where the thirty dollar enhanced. Uh, price point came from. Um, I think she looks badass. I mean, she looks cool as shit. You know, for for a Shira figure, uh, they they fo- they definitely phoned in her. Uh, you know, Green Goddess repaint she- right, uh, right, staff yeah. or spear or whatever. But um, and she comes with you know your standard Shira shield. But there's so much going on on the figure that you know. Well, this this figure it, can fine. stand there with no accessories and still look awesome. With no accessories, exactly. I agree. But she looks like she's another one that can't stand by herself. Well, she might be able to lean on her... Her fringe. Her ribbons. <laughs> her yeah. fringe, yeah. So that brings uh, us up to 2015, which... Holy 2015, shit, dude. Yes. 
the final since 2009 we've been classics has been going on it's the I, and still I will, to this day I will say that I, I do believe that if you are interested in toys and the history of toys uh, and the history of a property Masters of the Universe Classics is, is one of the greatest toy lines ever created um, as far as being an all encompassing vision of a well, all-encompassing and you know. aesthetically similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I mean. Like to bring to bring so many elements of a property that was split into many different versions between New Adventures and She-Ra and He-Man and and the, the mini comics and and the actual figures. You know, to bring all those together into one line and, and 2000X. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's a I am I am proud of my choice. To have only collected yeah, one I, thing. I can't disagree with you. That this was what so, I chose. I made the right choice. We've uh, got the boner-inducing two-pack. Well, hang on. No, no. Let's start with January. Um, let's start with January with with uh, okay. Lizard Man, um, who who is definitely one of the most fan demand fan demanded uh, filmation characters Which out I there. Which I was not aware of. Who did not make it into the filmation line? My kids um, love that episode. They watched the yeah. Superman episode. Well, like, it's one, all of, the the early ep- it's one of the early episodes too, so he's easily like you didn't miss him. Yeah, right. And the fact that he was one of the few He-Man figures on the show that wasn't some muscle-bound guy. He was like this skinny little yeah. agile guy, which Masters didn't have. You know, they were all just like even Manny Faces, whose whose job it was was to look like other people, was still a muscle-bound guy. You know, so to have a skinny guy, um, so, you know, there's tons of dual tooling on this guy. He uses a, he uses a couple of Modulock parts. Um, but, you know, he's got a tail. He's got, you know, a really clean design. Uh, he comes with, uh, a filmation Skeletor sword as well as the Diamond Ray of Disappearance, which is like a, one of the, you know, it's the name most of the fucking episode. Well, yeah, it's the name of the episode. I mean, it's, it's, you know, when, when they, when they, when the Four Horsemen said, we want to stick these sort of filmation artifacts into the line with other characters. The, di- the diamond ray was just, yeah. I mean, we were yeah. waiting for it. So very pleased to be getting that. Uh, then we go into February with Ninjor, who apparently has to be called Ninja Warrior for copyright purposes, which is but unfortunate. But awesome. But he looks badass as shit. And he was one of the characters that we talked and talked and talked about. Right, like, how right. are they going to do him? How are they going to do him? And we were kind of right. Um, still no cloth parts, and and the original Ninja that character was that gimmick, was sort of his deal but... was, yeah, he looks great. He comes with two heads, uh, a helmeted or hooded head, and a non-hooded head. Um, he comes totally, which we did anticipate, kitted yeah. out with accessories. He's got a katana, uh, nunchucks, and uh, a bow and a bow and arrow set, and a quiver full of arrows. Um, he's got a ton of what looks like a ton of new sculpting on him, and something very interesting. He comes with Jitsu's 2000X belt. Right. That's actually Jitsu's belt. And you can take that belt off and put it on Jitsu, um, and it doesn't kind of actually belong on, on Ninjor. And Ninjor is still going to look badass without it. Yes. Even without the belt, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so hooray for Ninjor. We always were wondering how... It, I think he's got the, 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 the really creepy eyes with the black eyes yeah, and the red yeah, pupils yeah. Uh, look look really creepy and crazy and cool and kind of help make him look a little more like 
supernatural rather than just like evil Asian guy, <laughs> maybe a little. Because um, you know, Jitsu uh, has evil so, Asian yeah, guy covered. Yes, uh, so uh, we had to, you know, break it up. So, um, yeah, I think he looks great. I'm, I'm very happy with him. I, I think he'll, I think he'll look perfect on the shelf next, you know, next to the rest of your, your collection. Uh, any other comments no, on Ninja? I'm totally stoked we're getting him. He was, he was yeah. as, as, uh, as unimpressive as the original was. He was one of my favorites just because I was so into ninjas at the time, uh, mostly because of GI Joe. So I'm totally stoked about Ninja. He looks awesome. I love him. Um, which brings us to, in my opinion, the standout, complete standout um, figures and let from me just the tell reveals. You, when I I did not see pictures of these figures at first, I only saw the title, and I was like, "That's not interesting to me." But then Bo was like, "No, no, no, sir." You go, yeah. You go <laughs> no, get sir. pictures of these, and you get back to me. And I did, and holy shit, this is worth the sub. It is the, this the sub. You know, we'll get to the sub exclusive. This should have been the sub exclusive, in my opinion. Yeah, it looks- you know, not that we have packs of sub exclusives, but this we're talking about Snake Armor He Man and and the King His two pack. Uh, they come as a two-pack. Um, Snake Armor He-Man was created for the 2000X series, and it within the same vein as Battle Armor He-Man and Thunder Punch He-Man, you know, the idea that the power of Grayskull takes the form of whatever He-Man needs to win the battle. Um, I love yes. that idea. Um, uh-huh. And and I love the design on, on Snake Armor He-Man. Uh, I was never, I was never a fan of the variants in the 2000 right, next which line. is why you know, I you're, wasn't excited you're, about this. Yeah, your your you know your samurai warrior He Man, your spinning blades He Man figures that they they cranked out you know to to reuse the the sculpts on He Man in the 2000 X line were terrible. But the, but snake armor He Man, he looks well, and he awesome. was in the cartoon. I mean, it is a it is a Yes, and it's a beautiful, amazing design for He-Man. I, I love it. I love everything about it. And uh, there's a ton of new tooling on here. He comes with the snake pinchers. He comes with this 2000X sword that we already have. But uh, I love it. But then, you know, the original King Hiss for classics, a lot of people considered as a big misstep. Um, he, he They tried to be faithful to the original figure, and it was originally kind of a bland figure you know the idea was that king hiss had the sort of fake looking body and he looked sort of blank on purpose because the surprise was there were snakes right. inside um and that it wasn't it was more of a sort of like skin over these snakes than it was I feel actually like they human. did a good job uh, with that figure but there was just no way to make that figure interesting no and and the 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 second body um, left a lot to be desired, and this this I loved the redesign. The 2000X redesign of King Hiss makes him way more imposing, makes him makes him way scarier. Uh, I, I love everything about it, and and I've got a picture here for you guys. Um, if you haven't seen the uh, where is it um, the 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 snake part. 
It's crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. It's, I don't know how they're not charging more money for it. Well, that's, that's, that's what I'm here to talk about is that they are, it's not coming with this two pack. Oh, really? Oh, it's not? I didn't know that. No. It's not. It's being packed in with another figure in the 2015 oh, line. So you'll get, yeah, so, so you'll get your, you'll get your two pack of, 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 uh, uh, of Snake Armor He-Man and, and King Hiss. And then only at a pre yet to be determined time in, in the 2015 year, you will get the torso, the top torso of King Hiss packed in with another figure. Yeah. Cause that was my question. I was like, well, where's, well, you're not going to give me another King Hiss without, I mean, the big, the big failure of, of, well, half the big failure of the original King Hiss was that the, the snake body was, you know, kind of wussy. Yeah. And now, and then, and then so somebody said on Facebook, like, and the snake body looks awesome. And I was like, where the hell is the snake body? Show me pictures well, of the snake see, body. Well, see, I'm okay. Um, Here's the thing about this being a subscription is I'm totally fine with them doing stuff like that because I'm getting all the figures. I don't give a you're shit. Gonna, no matter what. Exactly. You're going to have to wait, but you're going to get them. Yeah, I'm fine um, with that. The, other people's question was whether or not they, this would be compatible with the original King Hiss. So if you don't like the 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 legs uh, and the tunic uh, of your of oh, the sure, new King Hiss, sure. but you want the body, the upper portion, can they be interchangeable? And Scott didn't have a didn't have a defend answer on that, but I really hope that that's the case. I um, see. I really I, like the new King Hiss. I love. The Egyptian influences of everything with the 2002 He-Man cartoon. So I'm, I'm down with the new King Hiss. I'll probably I, put... What I would want to do, my preference would be to display this 2000X King Hiss as well as the snake body on the old ah, figures. Ah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can kind of give two shits about the old sure. King Hiss torso because it kind of looks shitty. Sure. Um, so that's how I would do it. Good call. So, you know, um, I'm all about it. To me, as a 2000X fan, this is, this is my favorite reveal. Yeah. I love Snake Armor He-Man. I love the redesign of King Hiss. I love the new Snake Body. This is it. I'm, I'm in all the way for this. Let's, uh, let's talk about the weirdness of the traveling convention exclusive. Yes. Uh, so the traveling convention exclusive is Skeletor's Hover Robots. Which, you know, every faction, um, has had an army builder. The Horde has the Horde Troopers, which unfortunately nobody got to army build because they only made enough for everybody to get one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, you got the Snake Men with the Snake Warriors, which I love. I love the being able to take them apart and making them into different Snake Warriors. And then you've got the Palace Guards with, with He-Man, but, but Skeletor's faction, the Evolvers never had the army builders. And we finally get them in a three pack. Uh, as, but it's the traveling convention item. Which, which means that you'll be lucky if you can even get one. Now, Scott did say that they are overproducing them, um, because they know that people want to army build with them, but if they are following the same logic that they followed with the Horde Troopers, then, uh, right. I don't know how much faith I have in that. Right. They come with interchangeable hands, so they basically have the regular sort of grabby hands. And then each of them has um, another set of sort of whirling blade hands right. where the fingers are all splayed out. And they also come with stickers. Instead of doing what they did with the uh, with the horde troopers, where you had 
one clean horde trooper and the one battle damage horde trooper. Uh, these come with stickers for battle damage, so you can choose whether you whether or not you want your uh, robots to be battle damage. Which not. is great. I I love. Yeah. I would rather like the horde troopers. I would very much have preferred if they'd just been two clean horde troopers, mm-hmm. and you could have applied, you know, battle yeah. damage or, or whatever. So I think that's a great example of Mattel learning um, from previous things. Yes. I still don't agree with it being a convention item. Um, I love that you get three of them. Right. For sure. Uh, and they they look great. I mean, they look you know they look right out of filmation. I love them. Yeah, they're perfect. Um, and then I believe Huntara. Yeah. Then we go back to Huntara. So Huntara. What the heck was, is Huntara? She the figure looks awesome, but what is she? She's filmation. She's a filmation character that was the there was a vote. Uh, I think two years ago they usually do a big vote at San Diego. And it was between Huntara and another character. Huntara won. She's a filmation character. She's some sort of bounty hunter kind of character. She comes with two laser swords, and she comes with uh, Ular's axe, right? Which apparently was a typo. And the only reason um, it wasn't a tooling issue. In fact, the only reason it's stuck in Huntara's uh, box was a clerical error. Stuck in Huntara's really? box. Hey oh. Um, she looks great. I mean, she comes with two fucking lightsabers. Uh, she looks like she walked out of Star Wars. Um, you know, I love her. She's she looks badass as shit. We need more badass ladies. Yeah, because the Shira ladies, you know, tend to be on the little soft side. Um, it's nice to get a you know dual wielding, you know, ranger esque, um, you know, sort of mohawk ponytail, purple skin badass chick. So yeah. I'm I'm all about Huntara. She looks awesome. Um, and then finally. Uh, th- this has a march in parentheses, which is weird. A mysterious wing was also revealed. What is this? I didn't even see a picture of this. Yeah, so that's probably, I mean, we're 99% sure that's Angela, um, who's the Shira, the Shira character, who's the other, she's the, basically the most important person besides Glimmer and Shira, um, within the Shira universe. She, you know, is an angel chick. She's got wings. She's a chick with wings. Um, so that's that's ninety nine percent sure that's what that tease was. Okay. Yeah. Um, so very pleased to get Angela to round out. You know, all the the heavy hitters from Shira. Um, but then we have the sub exclusive figure. Yes. Uh, which talked about several times. Ularlar. Directly. Ular, who is the mini comics original. First, basically, first appearance of, of He-Man in, you know, toy uh, with, that came with the toy. Um, I was never, a, I was never like waiting for Ular because I always just felt like he was He-Man in the loincloth. I felt like, oh, we're gonna get a He-Man that looks like He-Man but has less stuff. Um, he comes with bare feet. Ooh, the first uh, Masters of the Universe character to come with bare feet. And I, you know, I said this to Ryan. I, I feel like he looks like he got liposuction on his cankles, <laughs> and he's got these really fat sort of ankles, sort of sagging over his I, sort of tiny. They looked. I think that will end up looking better though in the final product, as often happens with these figures. His feet are just small. They need to be bigger. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, he's got, you know, just like sort of people complained about um, New Adventures, He-Man having the big beefy hands, right? And then to be like, uh, dude, of course He-Man has big beefy hands. 
I think that I think that Ular could have could have done with a with some beefier feet. I think he's got sort of sort of dainty feet on a, <laughs> on, a on big muscly legs. I'm just happy but we're getting Ular, man. Yeah, yeah, he's cool, and 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 he comes with the spear that he was featured with in the com in the mini comic, as well as a secondary head that is the classic original He-Man figurehead. Yeah. So now, between Ular and all the other He-Mans we've got in the various variations, um, you know, we're at the, we're at a point now where you can basically build whatever He-Man you want, whatever Skeletor you want, and whatever man, whatever Man at Arms you want. Um, you know, in, in, in a, and this is the, the beauty of the interchangeability of the line. And I, I love, you know, Michael comes over, you know, a couple of times, you know, you know, when we can, we can, when we can. And if you're, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that what we do is we take all of the figures apart and we just fuck around and put them all together in weird, crazy ways and, and whatever, you know, whatever it strikes us. So I love the interchangeability uh, of the Master of the Universe line. Yeah, follow Mr. Bo Brown on Instagram. And despite the fact that all you can really do is change the armor and the heads on these figures, uh, he... No, because I get... I, get to, I mean, I was putting Drago Man's body on Modulok. I mean, I, I really... I, I dig deep. You guys into- have come up with some crazy shit that I, I had to, yeah. I even had to send you a message at one point to ask you what something was. Even though I've got all these figures, I was like, what the fuck was that one? Yeah. I, I love it. I really do. And, and Michael's a, Michael's a genius at it. You know, he's always coming up with stuff that I never even would have thought of. And, and, you know, there's, there's, in, in my experience with, with Michael coming over and basically tearing my collection apart, <laughs> uh, there's, it's two-sided because I love, I love watching the excitement that he has for building new characters. But then after he's gone, I also love the night where I just sort of like Zen garden my way through the desolation right, that, right. that Michael has wrought upon my collection where I put everything back <laughs> together where I believe it goes and I put everything back on its shelf and I put everybody's accessories back with them or I put them in the box or like, whatever. Fuck, whose gun you is know. this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's, you know, it's, there's, there's also for exhibit as much as fun and excitement as there is coming up with new ideas and new combinations. I also equally appreciate the sort of Zen sort of way of, of putting everything back in its place when it's done. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. And then the, I think the final thing I guess to talk about though is, is the, the map, which is instead of, instead of a map this year, cause we've been getting maps for year, for years. We've got the Castle Grayskull blueprint, yeah, which is beautiful. I mean, it's. I mean, I've thought a lot of the maps were works of art before, but this one, this one in particular, I think is is equally uh, or beyond beyond beautiful. It 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 lends an homage to the to the actual physical castle that we got, but also there's a ton going on with it. Um, yeah, I, I I I believe it's coming with Ular. Uh, and it's it's really really cool. I, I, it's a beautiful piece of art. Well, it kind of incorporates and, all of the gray skulls, like the filmation, the toy we just got, the everything. Like it, heavy heavy two thousand X influence yes. on it with the, the blue crystals and stuff yeah. of the power inside. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's a nice looking piece. I mean, all all of the everything they've offered as far as these maps and everything have been frame worthy. Uh, and, and this one is no less. It's very cool, and it's it's a nice kind of uh, it, it's Grayskull, man. It's the centerpiece of the line. It's beautiful, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, yeah. It's it's all about Grayskull at the end of the day. 
Um, so yeah, I think it's a great. In this, this is this might be our last map. You know. Yeah. Well, so al- almost is, certainly. So yeah. Well, Bo, thank you so much uh, for your rundown of the Masters of the Universe. Are you going to stick around for the lightning Pleasure. round? Uh, we're almost done, man. It's the home stretch. We got a few things, okay. and uh, okay. then we're going to bow out of here. Uh, I just want to talk about three more things, basically. Uh, Diamond Select Toys didn't have a whole lot to show this year, but they have a new sort of deluxe, the Mego retro figures. They're doing their own deluxe versions of these that are uh, Spider-Man has already been offered and you can build Mego style Spider-Man like the original Mego Spider-Man that came out. You can build an updated version that has nicer gloves and nicer boots and everything. And you can also build a Peter Parker. Uh, it's kind of an all in one figure, but it was very expensive. This is a line that diamond select toys is pursuing with captain America uh, they're doing several different figures, and it's basically you can build different versions of each character. The Captain America will have Amigo Captain America. It'll have Steve Rogers, and it'll also have kind of an updated, like, nicer Amigo version of Captain America. Uh, they look really cool. They're outside of my price range, but I think they're worth noting. Also coming from Diamond Select Toys are a lot of Kevin Smith figures. Uh, they're doing figures from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. They're doing both the Mego style figures and they're doing seven inch articulated sculpted NACA style figures with lots of articulation, uh, and really good likenesses. Those all look really good. They've got a new cable Marvel Select figure coming out that if you're a fan of cable, you're gonna want this figure. It comes with a gun that's as big as the figure, which is kind of cable's trademark. Uh, and it's probably the best figure of him that I've seen because I don't feel like any of the Marvel Legends have really done Cable justice. Uh, Ryan, what, have you got like a definitive Cable figure? No, I mean I've got the Cable Marvel Legends did however many years ago it was now ten years ago. That was that was Toy figure. Biz, right? Yeah, it's a Toy Biz figure. It's not. I mean, it's fine. It's not great. Um, they did good with the shoulder pad on it. It's got a giant shoulder pad. <laughs> but um, he's one I, I have a feeling they're going to get back around to him. I feel like they need to revisit him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this Marvel Select one will be, like, obviously it's not scaled with the Marvel Legends, but if you're just a fan of Cable, it's a good, good-looking figure. Uh, and finally, with Diamond Select, if you follow NeedlessThingsSite.com and you follow my previews rundowns that I do at the beginning of every month, You'll know that I'm a huge fan of Diamond Select's, uh, bust banks. They're really high, they're just vinyl banks, but they look as good as any bust you can buy. The detailing is incredible, the sculpt is beautiful. Um, you, you don't buy this thing to put your change in, you buy it to put it on your shelf and look beautiful. And they've got lots of new bus banks coming out. I encourage you to keep an eye on previews and look at what they're doing. They've got Universal Monsters. They've got Marvel. They've got any of the Marvel movies. They've got all kinds of different, very affordable versions. You know, these are about 20 bucks each, but they're full-size busts. It's just that they're sculpted out of vinyl, so they're affordable. Really nice-looking stuff. Um, 
So Diamond Select has some cool stuff, not as much as they had last year, but definitely, you know, they're easy to track because if you pick up previews from your local comic shop every month, you see what Diamond is doing. Mezco really coasting on their Breaking Bad and uh, Sons of Anarchy licenses. They're kind of doing the Spencer Gifts treatment where they're doing pillows and action figures and t-shirts and headbands and cooking aprons and all kinds of different bullshit. I'm not going to lie, the figures look just fine, but they're statues. They have no articulation. Yeah. Uh, if you're fans of the show, then you'll pick up a Walter White or whatever, but they're not great toys. What is interesting to me from Mezco is a new thing that actually has ended up being my most anticipated action figure of what was shown at Comic-Con. Mezco is introducing a new line of six-inch super-articulated action figures with cloth clothing and shit-tons of accessories. These basically look like smaller versions of Hot Toys figures. The first one that's being offered is Batman, as he appeared in Dark Knight Returns. And this thing looks incredible. It's got all the articulation of a Marvel Legends figure. It's got a cloth outfit. And the thing is, it's it's a six-inch scale figure. And we talked about the soft goods in the Star Wars Black Line earlier. Soft goods are really difficult to do with six-inch scale figures. But this thing looks fantastic. Did you guys see this? It, it looks amazing. Um, I didn't see a price point right, on it. Right, and that's my big concern. And Yeah, I mean, if the price point's okay, I can definitely see buying them. I mean, I'm honestly kind of happy with my Mattel, you know, that last He-Man body right. Dark Knight Returns they put out. And it matches the rest of my collection. But if they price those good enough, I can see going Well, the thing it. about this is not so much that I have to have a Dark Knight Returns Batman it's about the innovation of the action yeah. figure. I want it just because of what it represents to action figures. Um, yeah. And I'm curious to see where they go with it because Mezco has the license for Judge Dredd. Uh, they, they've got a few licenses that could be very interesting with this style. But the fact that they got, like, this is something where they could do what Funko did and pick up a license just because nobody else is doing this style. Because obviously right. Mattel has the DC license. So a six inch scale figure is Mattel's, you know, that's their deal. But Mezco is doing a different style of figure in the same way that NACA is doing a different style of figure with all their Batman quarter scale figures. And then the video game style figure. It's interesting how licenses are getting parsed up now. Right. Uh, but yeah, if this thing can come in, I'd say 30 bucks or less. I'm in. Yeah, 30 bucks is where I'd do it. But, uh. Anything over that. But I, I mean, it, it comes with extra hands, extra heads, a different boot with the holster on it. There are two different versions. One is the blue and gray version with the sniper rifle, uh, and the gun in the boot. The other one is the black and gray version that, you know, is so familiar from the lightning bolt stance and everything. Uh, it comes with a stand. I mean, this, this is a deluxe figure. Like you said, 
the only thing I need to know is the price point. And I, I, right. I'll almost certainly buy one just for what it represents to action figures, but whether or not I'll buy further releases will depend on how much they can bring them in at. Yeah. Uh, I, I will pay 30, but my guess is that it's probably going to be 50. That's what I was thinking. That's going to be 50. Which, you know, I, I get it. I don't want to pay that for it, but I understand because I'm just looking at pictures of this thing, which you can find, uh, on the sites we mentioned earlier, toynewsy.com, uh, action figure attack had some fantastic pictures of both versions. Uh, you can find them. Just look up Mezco Dark Knight Returns and you'll find the thing. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. Uh, Mezco also had a couple of other offerings. They've got a new line of universal monsters that are kind of like artist style interpretations. Uh, a Frankenstein was on display that has a leather vest. Like it's kind of a biker style. Um, it's a different take on Frankenstein, which I think is very cool. And then of course they had their living dead dolls on display. Uh, there's a deluxe headless horseman that comes with a horse and a removable pumpkin head that looks pretty cool. So Mezco, like, they have their niche and they're, they're plugging away and I appreciate that. Uh, finally, I want to touch a little bit on Playmates and what they're doing with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, did you see any of this stuff? That, uh, Rocksteady looks crazy good. They, they're really. Have you guys seen the the guys doing the costumes of Bebop and Rocksteady? No, uh, uh-uh. uh. They're that are phenomenal. Look those up. There are some guys that uh, I think at San Diego that have. I mean, they they look like they walked out of the cartoon, and are these incredible humanized versions of Bebop and Rocksteady that are absolutely fantastic. And I think they're coming to Dragon Con. And I saw something where they bought like a bajillion foot clan stickers that they're gonna just put everywhere. Oh wow. Um seriously, check these costumes out. They are phenomenal. Well, there there has never been a better time to be a fan of Ninja Turtles than right now because yeah. you've got you know, we all know Playmates are taking care of the new cartoon, which if you haven't watched it, it's fantastic. Um it incorporates elements of the 80s cartoon of the original comic book. It it really successfully creates a Ninja Turtles that everybody can enjoy. Uh, but Playmates is making toys of everything. They're doing the cartoon. They're doing the Michael Bay movie, which comes out in a couple of weeks. And the verdict's still out on that. I know we'll be there opening night because it's Ninja Turtles and I love them and my son loves them. And we'll be there to watch them crazy, weird lips and all. Uh, but. Don't forget the noses. And the noses. Weird noses. Yeah. But, uh, weird. you know what? Ninja Turtles have looked weirder. I wrote about it on needlessthingsite.com. You are correct. I, I are did correct. a, uh, I've got pictures of all of the different ways the Ninja Turtles have looked. And the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles are not the weirdest. Nope. Um. But Playmates is covering everything. They cover the 80s cartoon with their classics line, which they showed prototypes of Shredder and Krang with his big baby robot body that look fantastic. Um, the movie-style classic Ninja Turtles are available now on Toys R Us website. And I don't, I don't, I'm not crazy about them. I want them just because I love that movie. But they do the skin doesn't look right. They're too smooth. They, they didn't quite nail. I those. saw some. 
I saw some prototypes of uh, cartoon accurate new versions. I think I think it's the Turtles Classics line um, of Krang and uh, yeah. Krang and, and his and his body. Is that what you were exactly talking about? What I'm talking about the unpainted version. Yeah, the cra- the the Krang body looks. It's mean, incredible. That yeah. that's that's that breaches into territory with with Mr. Freeze, where I'm like. I don't buy any toys but He-Man, but, but just to have I don't that, know. Right. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, and not only that, Playmates is doing uh, Turtles based on the original Eastman and Laird Mirage comics uh, with the nice. red bandanas. They're doing a full set of all four Turtles. Uh, I don't know if they'll be released individually or if it'll be a box set or what, but they showed prototypes of... The original styled turtles with the long necks. They even have the tails. Um, oh, cool! With the red bandanas, with articulated weapons. Michelangelo's nunchucks are actually on chains as opposed to being solid pieces like they've been in recent releases. Uh, th- this is a huge year. Now, this stuff will go across this year and next year, but uh, it's a huge year for the Ninja Turtles, and I'm really excited to see. You know, re- regardless of how the Bay yeah. movie does. It's nice to see the turtles are are as big as they are again. I think I think that you'll see a very similar effect that the Transformers had where you know people had strong doubts about the first movie and then you'll go see it and you'll be like this was fun. I you know, I liked it. This was a good see, movie. See, that's how I feel. And then he'll make another one. Uh, <laughs> then he'll make an, but then he'll make another one and it'll be terrible. Well, the thing to remember though is that Michael Bay is not directing this movie and he did not write this movie. He's producing this movie. Mm, Somebody else true. is directing it and to me from the trailers and everything that we've seen, I feel like they're capturing the spirit of the Ninja Turtles regardless of what the turtles look like cuz honestly, the look of the turtles is going to be secondary to the story. Yeah. Well, have you read any early reviews of it? Uh, I have not. I, I want to wait the reviews, until I see the reviews, of the, the reviews that I've seen have basically been sort of like, I really want to love this movie. And so many things make me love this movie. And then they say something that totally takes me out of right. it. Like, like Michelangelo makes a joke when he sees April that like his shell's getting tighter, like he's got a bone. Right. Yeah, which is what you, you know? expect and, and, from Michael Bay stuff, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and so I think it'll be this kind of thing where like and and, and what I would imagine sort of my experience with the Days of Future Past was where there are moments of it that I just loved and then there are moments that just totally take me out of it. And, oh, I hope it's not that bad. Ugh. Yeah. So uh but overall I would give this year's Comic-Con, uh, you know, I can't really give it a number score or anything, but I would say there wasn't anything toy-wise that totally blew my mind, but I was very surprised by how much Mattel nailed it with Masters of the Universe. Yeah, that's uh, great. I, I, think, I think that was the biggest surprise to me, but the, the most solid offering was DC Collectibles Batman animated line. Uh, that to me looks yeah. like they knocked it out of the fucking park. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm going to be buying them all. It's going to cost me a lot of money. And unfortunately I thought that I would not be subscribing to <laughs> masters next year. 
and that that money would be going yeah. to the DC line, but now I'm going to be getting both. So uh, if anybody would like to pay for editorial work, I'd be happy <laughs> to be doing proofreading, whatever. I'll hire myself out. Uh, whatever you need, let me know. Uh, Bo, what was uh, obviously Masters w- was your big interest, but w- there had to be something else that you were like, wow, that's really neat. Um, I would I would say that that uh, you know as as still as a person who appreciates the the costuming uh, cosplay world that you know watching the, the news come in from San Diego that the Modoc the Modoc and the AIM costumes winning um, as somebody who's actually participated in the San Diego masquerade before uh, in my Etrigan costume and was laughed off stage uh, because I didn't have a show and a dance and a song. Um, to see a, to see a costume that won on quality, uh, re- cause, because the girl, because the person who beat me was a, you know, a gr- for the DC prize, you know, was a girl in a, in a little Wonder Woman costume who did a little, you know, dance sure, or whatever, sure. you know, like a, pa- a pageant right. girl. Which one of your costumes was that? Uh, that was my Etrigan, the demon costume. Oh, that's a good costume um, too. It's a fucking incredible so, costume with that. Yeah. that in just the mask alone. But I, but I didn't have a song and a dance, and so this little girl comes out, you know, this pageant girl with her mom, and I saw them backstage for her to come out and do her little lasso routine and take home the money. You know, was, you know, that. So to to see actual work uh, and craftsmanship be respected, I think was, I was very. Was very pleasing, um, so that, I guess that was my other highlight of just you know watching stuff come in and because um, you know I'm not I'm not super invested in, in in a lot of the movies I'm excited about everything but uh, the He Man stuff is what I'm is what I'm there. Ryan, for. what what was your pick of the show and what was kind of like what kind of surprised you by making you more interested than you That's thought big. you would be. There's a few things. I was super surprised that Funko was basically a no-show. That's right. We've, we never uh, talked about that. That's fucking crazy. I, I mean, after last year, I mean, Funko unveiled like 64 toys before the show even started and then started their six-inch Game of Thrones. And basically, from what I have been able to see, didn't show up this Do year. Do you think maybe they just want to focus on Toy Fair? Like, it's not even about them not having anything for San Diego Comic-Con? That they want to focus so. on being a toy company because they did that before Toy Fair. Yeah, maybe so. So we'll see um, where they show up. I think as far as toys go, I think Hasbro Hasbro showed me the most I wanted to see. Um, I think they're testing the waters with Star Wars Black with Jabba and speeder bikes and Wampas. They're slowly starting to move more and more expensive and I think they're trying to figure out what people will pay for. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see they try an ad ad or a, something a little more expensive down the line to see what they can get away with. But good gosh, um, how much would that cost? I don't know. I mean, we're looking at $40 for a speeder bike and Java. Um, but who knows? I think they're going to wait and see how those sell. And then Marvel Legends, they deliver with a bunch of stuff. Um, excuse me. Spider-Woman, Scarlet Witch. Hellcat. I was these surprised are, to see Hellcat. Hellcat. Yeah, these are ones that people have been asking for for a long time. Uh, Thanos. Um, and so I think Hasbro 
after all these years, is starting to really like cater to collectors. How they're packing waves, how they're re-releasing. Um, I think they're really kind of fine-tuning that process. As far as who won overall, honestly, I think DC, we didn't talk about any of this stuff, but I think DC TV won everything. Um, between the previews of Arrow, Constantine, oh, yeah, Zombie. Yeah. We'd, we'd have to do a whole other episode yeah. just to talk about the television and movie stuff. Mm-hmm. We would, but DC TV took it away. Gotham looks better than anyone thought it was going to. Flash looks amazing. Uh, even iZombie looks great. The movie side, nobody really showed up that great. I mean, we got Guardians of the Galaxy 2 announcement, but who, I mean, that was kind of a foregone conclusion. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I think DC took it with the TV stuff, and I'll be interested to see how they push that forward. From here. Yeah, I, I think it was a fun, it was a solid Comic Con. Um, I would definitely say it was better than last year's because I, I, we were all kind of let down by last year. There was nothing big, and while this year, I don't know that there were any surprises this year, but I feel like everything that we saw was quality stuff. Um, just the the poster alone for Avengers two was exciting That's with Vision in the background. Uh, it, have you seen the footage? No, yet? I've not seen the footage yet. Oh, Are you, it's is out it the uh, Hulkbuster versus Hulk? Is that what you're talking about? Well, it's a, yeah, it's a full preview with like them playing the old Pinocchio. I've got no strings, and it's like chill inducing because like it plays the song, and then in the last moment you hear James Spader say, "I've got no strings on me," and they show like Ultron, and you're like, "Oh Whoa. Wow, no, like, I haven't seen it yet." It looks real well, good. awesome. Um, Ryan, thanks so much for being on. Everybody else has kind of dropped away as, as we've gone <laughs> into the us. wee hours of the morning. But uh, check out all the websites we mentioned. And uh, you, you you guys know. I mean, you needless things listeners know where to go to get the nerd news. And uh, that's it. We're out. Comic-Con 2014. We're going to consider that a wrap. And we will be back with Dragon Con coverage next week. It is time to start getting ready for Dragon Con, and I will have podcasts every single week until Dragon Con begins. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Ryan. Yes, sir. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.